we got Chromie V joining us. There he goes. Look at that, Chromie V. I totally won't take this and make um, an AI generated thing out of it. There you go. Who's that? <laughs> yeah, he likes he likes making faces now. That's his thing. All right, so yeah, you guys are joining us live on Player. In case you don't know, so we can whole shoot us. There's gonna be bull we're gonna have bullpups. You might as well get ready for that today. We're gonna talk about bullpups because we have the dudes from Reap Weaponries here on the show. But just so everyone knows, I know you've heard it a lot of times already, YouTube will not let us hold guns. So when we go live, we go live on player. You can look for us if you're listening to this on audio or you're watching it later, we do put this up on YouTube. Um, just go to player slash who move my freedom podcast. That's the way to find us. All right, I think all of that being said, I am going to hit the button and get this kicked off right now. Welcome back to the Hank Strange Situation, Lifestyles of the Locked and Loaded. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Move My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like Franklin Armory. Franklin Armory provides 100% U.S.-made firearms and awesome binary option triggers. Their focus and purpose is to provide freedom tools to all Americans, especially those in not-so-free states. So when you're in the market, please consider Franklin Armory. All right, here we go. I think that um, I'm going to say that Chromie V is our youngest host ever <laughs> probably is to be here on the show we are live i hope you guys have your big girl panties on this is episode 1001 1001 of the who moved my freedom podcast we do this thing here guys called jazz hands everyone has to do it come on ben colton you got to do the jazz hands we're taking it back from the terrorists <laughs> there you go we are live it's free for all monday our guests are ben and colton of reap weaponries makers of the what do you call it this is it the sky the or the Psy, the Psy, which is a bullpup adapter for an AR-15. Uh, Walter is showing one off here, right here. There you go. You can show it off, Walter. This is the one that we're working on. We bought this. Uh, we waited for uh, uh, for an excellent deal to actually show up. but um, And I think I shared that with everyone. There was a deal going on. So there you go. So welcome, Ben, Colton, first time. What's up, guys? Not a lot. Just kind of hanging out. Ready to get on the podcast and see how things are going for you guys. All right, awesome. So you know, tell like, uh, well, actually, let me let me continue doing the introductions and then we'll get into all of that. We also have joining us Babyface P. Here he goes, and Chromie. Yeah, we got a bit of a segue tonight. Normally, we'd be yeah. You tell him. We are. Uh, Molly is working until seven forty-five, so we will be cooking and or playing. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you gotten headbutted yet? <laughs> uh, oh, plenty of times. Oh, okay. Right in the yeah. chin. Most of the time, he gets me right in the chin. Yeah. Okay. All right. There you go. And of course, Walter of Safety Harbor Firearms is also joining us. Walt, what's up? Howdy, howdy. Oh, just another, just another manic Monday. Absolutely. Yes, a bunch of stuff to talk about. So like I said, we do have Ben and Colton here of Reap Weaponries. And we should, you know, just to be official, I think we'll at least uh, let these guys tell us who they are, how they got into the gun world, making making the sigh. Right, there you go. 
Uh, I, I keep wanting to say Sky, but that's because, you know. It's just a shortened yeah. name of Scythe. Yeah. Scythe. Scythe, okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, okay, cool. So tell us about tell us about yourselves, uh, you know, who you guys are, where are you, all that kind of good stuff. <clears throat> yeah, so I'm Colton. I'm the owner of Free Weaponries, and uh, we are based out of central Minnesota. I am a sixth-generation dairy farmer, and kind of guns was always a hobby for me and did a lot of coyote hunting and kind of got on the path of doing a lot more stuff with ARs and hunting coyotes and getting a lot more into the tactical space and kind of had some ideas and it kept me up at night for a couple of weeks and I finally just decided to pursue and push and kind of make something happen out of it. So here we are, kind of a dream we're chasing right now. Okay, awesome, awesome. That's uh, American Ingenuity. Where, where are you from one more time? What, what state, what great state? Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota is it Minnesota? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you you just want to hear that? <laughs> I just wanted to hear it. <laughs> yeah, so we we totally will absolutely make fun of you, Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> might have to search for it. It's not too thick with us. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you guys are not too bad. No, that's cool. You know, I'm a fan of farmers. We've had farmers here on the show um, in, in the past, and uh, yeah, you know, American, good old American ingenuity, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you, how long have you been doing this now? Uh, Reap Weaponries? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we kicked off at Shot 23 last year. It was kind of our first time coming out and coming out of the gate, and we've been kind of pushing all year since and getting ready for 24 again here now and heading back to Shot, but it's, it's still our first year, so kind of in our infancy yet and really trying to make something out of it and keep pushing. Okay. All right. And just in case uh, you guys don't know what we're talking about here, let me see. I'm going to pull up my phone and then share. I did. I, we did get a T&E in. That's what I'm handling right now. And uh, I shot it. Babyface also shot it. I'll have a different short, but this is a short that's on YouTube. Hank Strange, YouTube slash Hank Strange here. Yeah, we me. shot it. Yeah. And I had so. some recommendations, which I think one is Hank's fault. The other is possible. <laughs> oh, well, a lot of stuff is my fault. So here you go. Well, well yeah. So the optics are too low, and that's Hank's fault. Um, the other thing is, have you guys tried that? I'm I'm just jumping straight in, but have you guys tried that one there with a piston instead of uh, uh, gas operated? Uh, we have not, not with that one. Oh man, see that's that was my only thought was it blows gas right in your face. Uh, yep, yeah, the descent has always up. been a really gassy option that we were running. It's it's such yeah. a smooth upper and mm -hmm. a fast fast shooting but yeah it it blows gas straight in your face i mean it's, yeah my only shooting that thing my only thought was a piston on the front of that instead of gas in your face would be perfect yeah, <laughs> yeah. now so that's, yeah, a that's really the only gas mm -hmm. upper that we've gotten out of you know trying all the different bufferless options a lot of stuff the fm15 mm -hmm. was spectacular and the brn was spectacular as far as that's concerned mm -hmm. we had really good luck with that um it's just we we haven't had a lot of time behind the descent usually because we kind of just got that in and we're doing mm -hmm. some testing of our own and um, mm -hmm. then this came up and you guys wanted to test it so we shot it down there in a hurry but um, yeah so i yeah, chose we're kind of ironing out a few things with that system yeah absolutely kind of played with it i chose the cmmg descent i did see look, oh check it out. see okay. i drank the <laughs> cmmg kool-aid Kool i don't know if you guys have ever seen this yeah. no i never have this is they I gave have. this away at uh, iv 8888 last year which i didn't go but i got one anyway um <laughs> from I'm actually going, going. 
Yeah, Walt's going this year, but Mike from CMNG, is, they've been on the show, all that kind of stuff. I wanted to try it out. This is like, um, do you guys want to explain what kind of system's in here? Because it's not a normal direct impingement, right? It's like compact impingement or something. Someone want to explain that to me? The upper? Yeah, the upper, yeah. Yeah, it, I thought it was like a roller delayed blowback system. Oh, is that the roller system? Yeah. Is that what's it? Okay. So when I looked them up, they said that it's the, what is it, compact? I think I told you guys exactly what it was when I looked it up. Is it called the Descent? Yes. Yeah, yeah the it's descent. the Descent. So Bufferless, they are features, patent pending, compact action, non-reciprocating handle, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Let me see. I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll let you know in a second. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm not 100% sure. We've gone through a lot of different uppers, but that's what comes to mind on that one. Yeah, as I say, we had uh, a lot of people asking about it and asking fitment questions, so we just mm -hmm. popped one in the cart, ordered it up, got it here, and started shooting, and we never asked too many questions. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, one of the radial delays. So it's the new Re radial delay. Go. Oh, got yeah. it. Got it. Got it. it. Okay, that's interesting. I've actually, funny enough, wanted to try the radial delay system, and I never so now I have. Yeah. So, I, I will admit mm – -hmm. uh, sorry, I'm jumping in. I will admit, yeah. believe that – and I told Hank, very smooth recoil. Um, so, yeah, that mm -hmm. radial yeah. delay goes well on that really short little package. It was really good. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that um, there were some people who said that it looked like uh, it had a lot of recoil. It may have looked like that, but it didn't feel like that. Mm -hmm. um, that's just one thing. And what it's called is uh, Compact Action Direct Impingement. And there is a video on it that I could bring up here. Also, I didn't, you know, this this came with it, babyface. The primary so, arms. Yeah, yeah, the primary arms. I mean, I can oh, take I, this. I can take this off before I send it back and just keep it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and not send it back to <laughs> you these. Need guys. a riser. Is yeah, it does, I was telling Hank, is it needs a yeah, riser? Yeah, and <laughs> we're looking at um, different uh, accessories to go with it, to, whether it's to bring the optic higher or mm -hmm. mount things differently too. So. Try yeah. the uh, try the one nine three height that everybody is so in favor of right now. It probably would be a really good one for that. Yeah. So I'm I'm rolling in some video here from CMMG of exactly what the it's actually it's actually pretty cool. It's lighter um, than I thought it would be, right? If you know, you know they are not CMMG, right? <laughs> We're not what here to it? talk about the CMMG. I know, but know? we're talking about the upper. <laughs> we, 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 oh, I'm what guys? You guys don't want to talk about the upper? Is that what? No, it is? we're good. It's yeah, all part of it. We're good. Yeah, here. I think they're totally fine talking hours. about. Yeah, I think they're totally fine. Here's the video of the upper operating for the people who want. To, Babyface wants to be the only know-it-all. He doesn't want anyone else to know about all anything. Right. Or Let, discover and you throw something in yeah. there that probably yeah. works just as well or better as the mm -hmm. as the uh, FM Products 102. Mm. Fox truck mic. I mean mm -hmm. that's that's a real that's a real light recoiling uh, uh, system too. Mm -hmm. Which uh, we, yeah. you haven't shot. I don't think you've shot that yet, Hank. You haven't shot the one. Um, I can't remember if I did or I didn't. I know you're working. Should, you're working on her? it. Yeah, it should drop Walter, right I'm on. A picture, the, it looks like an AR bolt that's been cut in half. Yeah. yeah, basically, yeah. 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 Listen, I think this was interesting. I have never. I thought this was interesting. I thought it was. Mm -hmm. I've never. I didn't well, realize that there was a like system. The, like that. Mm -hmm. If you go to like the dead foot arms, um, this is our stave. Or did I pronounce yep. that right? Yep. I always butcher that. But it's mm -hmm. basically dead foot arm stock without oh. the um, adjustment rails put on. Mm -hmm. And this is a shortened bolt 
with a twin spring system in here. So it only adds two and a half inches to the back of the gun. Very okay. interesting thoughts. I like that. No yeah. rails, no nothing. Mm -hmm. That's yep. yeah, just And then you can just, this just twists off the back to load in this, yeah. the, the, cause it's a bigger diameter spring and a smaller diameter spring. Um, I guess I don't know how to pull that up on here, but <laughs> if you look it up, it's basically a larger diameter and a smaller and they go inside of each other to still give you that, um, the uh, spring tension you need mm -hmm. whilst keeping it very short. And I think they make it in a four and a half inch configuration as well. Yeah, that's that's Deadfoot's patented system that they run and they have it as, there's a four inch system that runs a standard size bolt, any bolt drop in, you know, regular AR bolt. And then if you want to get shorter, they have the cut bolt option. Mm -hmm. how, close, how, two and a half. how close is that Walter to that little stubby that you have? That's a completely different thing, right? Yeah, I make something similar to that. Um, yeah, for my for, for my compact entry stocks, but um, and I make a pistol buffer thing, but it's not two and a half inches. It's more in the order of the four. Yeah, so so um, I I think that's the cool. I don't know. To me, that's the cool part of this, right? You can make so many different uh, configurations of this. Um, someone said this looked like something from one of the video games. I forgot exactly what. Now I'd have to go and look at the uh, at the actual video and look at the comments there and tell you guys. But that's the thing here. You you've got the freedom to kind of build whatever you want to as long yeah. as it's it's on an AR15 lower, right? It's a super modular platform and you can really cater it to exactly what you want to use it for and what's comfortable for you. Um I mean as mm -hmm. far as length and what caliber you want. I mean it's rated for up to 50 Beowulf, so I mean it'll take anything you can throw at it. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm yeah. So uh, I think that's probably so, Walter. Before we started, I know you had some questions. Did you want to jump into your questions that you have right now? I I just had a question to ask the guys. Um, mm -hmm. Do you plan on making a? I'm gonna hold this thing up here. A special cheek piece instead of just using. Yeah, yeah because yeah. this what 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 is on what so, Hank has is not really designed as a cheek piece. That's you know it's yeah. Like one. here's one from. Troy, this is just an off-the-shelf um, rail yeah. cover, but I mean, you can see it doesn't. Oh, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't wrap. Uh, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't wrap around real nice. And I mean, it's gonna have to be made out of something softer so it can uh, cater to more uh, uppers than just one. But um, no, it is definitely both, something we're looking mm -hmm. into. Both mm -hmm. you guys are bearded, so you gotta only go so soft before it's a before it's a yeah. hair puller. So right, um, right. Like, you ever shot the high point um, carbine, and they've got I a have, rubber yeah. piece on that, and that thing is like, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The plastic they use on there too is very grippy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So something like that would be cool. Some kind of recoil system, I uh, or like recoil butt pad or well, something. I'm, I guess I'm the just, problem just... is what everyone's using, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, it depends. Uh... Because, I mean, for us to get a, I mean, we've talked about making a rubber butt pad for our sickle and the stave um, mm -hmm. as like an option just to, that you could screw on if you need it. Um, I mean, 5.56 five, doesn't really recoil that bad, um, mm -hmm. but I can see where people would want it, you know. Mm -hmm. But when you get into higher calibers, it, it becomes more necessary, you know. We make socks for the MP5, and I've had some people ask, can you make a rubber butt pad for the MP5 stock? And I'm like, you. I feel like saying you pussy. It ain't got no recoil. Oh, 
Um, but, hey, 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 you know, that's like people would say the SKS has a lot of recoil and stuff like that. It's like, yeah. really? What planet are you from? I mean, right. Like, Come on, man. <laughs> I think everyone's dealing with recoil in different ways depending on, on who they are. You know, so we need a recoil yeah. pad for the 22, yes, because I feel threatened. Yes. Yeah. Now, just to look at when I, <laughs> Patrick is showing the uh, his his twenty two. Just to show the comments I got on there, right? Uh, someone says Hank's in heaven with the bullpup. Okay, that looked like it recoiled a lot, which it really didn't feel that way. Someone asking about how is it? How does it run suppressed? We can get into some of that. People asking about the buffer yep. system, and someone says uh, Halo Reach DMR pretty badass. I wish I knew about video games. Is that does it look like a Halo Reach type of thing? It's 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 getting there. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> With a few tweaks, you'd get there. You're, yeah, you're muted, it, Patrick. It, no, it really does. It's it's oh, it pretty does. similar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so well, that's good. Yeah, but that's the that's the part of it that you get to do different things that you want to do. My uh, question is, uh, or my comment would be around the two safeties that are on there. So, um, and, and by the way, there's tons of videos. If you guys look up Reap Weaponry, as well as there's quite a few YouTubers that have made videos on this. I encourage you guys to look at it. Um, so you've got two. You've got a forward and a, a rearward uh, safeties here, right? Yep. My question on yep. that is, can I block off the rear or do something like that if I so I don't have two? Or yeah, yeah. so the reason I designed it that way and we kind of went that path is that uh, with people who do have SOTs and are working with being able to have the third option and want a fire selection mode, they're able to use the original safety in the rear to do their fire selection mode. We have canine officers and different police units that are using the system that require that capability and that yeah. use. And then the forward safety is your quick index. And your, you know, your situational quick index safety, just to take it on enough at a faster mm -hmm. time. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. If you, if we were to have one of those, if Hank, like mm -hmm. Walters or whatever, mm -hmm. we could potentially easily. I actually have the correct rod outside. You could make a safety delete. I don't know if that's a great idea or a terrible idea. I'm not. I'm. I'm fifty-fifty in my head about deleting the safety on an AR-15 being a good idea. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel like you could do that, but mm -hmm. I'm I'm in between of it being a really cool idea and a really really terrible idea. Yeah, that's a good question. Is it is it a good idea or a bad idea to do that? Well, that's what would you? Um, mm -hmm. I, I mean, we trust the front safety, and I it, it's definitely a good lockout system. It's just legally speaking, I would still leave it in. I mean, yeah. it's, it's obviously that's, not that's, our firearm. <laughs> you can do. That's the great part about yeah, this country. You can do what you want to do, but. Um, legally speaking, we recommend just leaving it in there and just keeping it on fire and have your forward one as safety. Yeah, it's always a different manual of arms with a bullpup, so you just get used to it. I'm one of those yep. that always yep, thinks, it's a like, slight change. if the prosecutor were to hold this up in front of a jury and tell them, hey, he took the safety out of this gun, it probably done. wouldn't look very good. <laughs> you're done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to, you, to the unwashed masses, you're done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, to be honest, if you wind up in that situation, they hate you anyway. That's true. Right? So, true. Um, but yes, you know what? It, listen, I think that if if I had to answer it just thinking about it, I would say practically, then yeah, just leave it in. You know, that's the thing. You just need to get used to it. You run into anything, you know, okay, I got two safeties, maybe the other safety's on or something. This would be a good 
example of using or a good place to use one of the cross bolt safeties. There are companies out there that make the cross bolt safety instead of the lever safety. That would be a pretty good idea for a cross bolt because then it's kind of you leave it on as long as you want to leave it on, and then you can also come over and pop it off, or mm-hmm. vice versa. Um, that might yeah. work pretty well. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, Walt. As long as you don't need a fun switch, you're all right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, see now, that's a completely different equation. <laughs> well, that's what he brought up before. Some places yeah. they want. Uh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you don't want to delete the fun. Yeah, and then you, you know, even even so, you know, with Franklin Armory, there's still binary options and stuff out there that we have yeah. people running and yeah. making it happen. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Time? Yeah, we got a minute. We got a minute. Walt, did you have something else you wanted to show here, or just show show what you're building here? Put I'm I'm full screen on you, Walt, and just tell people in like the 45 seconds what are you up to? Well, it's a BRN 180 and 300 blackout that Hank acquired. Um, Palmetto State lower. Uh, it's a Psy kit, and um, you know we got a short barrel on that thing. These things will go away because they're useless on this. You can't use them really on this, the iron sights. Um, mm-hmm. They're just on there because I haven't got around to taking them off. Um, but, yeah, no, it's uh, definitely a compact little package. Like I said, it, well, not for a lefty. <laughs> definitely. Uh, one, yeah. On this thing here, this thing needs a bolt handle that's lower. Mm. Um, I don't I don't like having this thing whoop, 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 right by my face. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, not me. But, anyways, yeah, there are that, companies that make that, too. Yeah. Walther Arms has been making concealed carry handguns for over 90 years, starting with the PPK. Today, Walther is based in the good old US of A and still builds quality firearms like the PPQ and PDP for personal defense and competition. So when you're in the market, please consider Walther Arms. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Move My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like Walther Arms. All right, we're back here. So I don't know if anyone um, has any issues. Let me know if there, anyone has any issues out there with anything. Um, I mean, from my end, it looks like everything is flowing. I'll just do some quick shout outs. I see Flying Rich just came in. 42 Chilled is out there as well. I see Armament and Axes. Um, I would say as you guys come in, just smash the uh, thumbs ups and... Uh, you know, I, th- I think we're good. I don't know. If if there are any issues, let me know. That's the only way. Someone has to, like, put it in the chat or something like that and let me know what is going on. Okay. So, um, any other questions for these guys? Do you guys want to see some of the builds, maybe, that these guys have over there? They got guns. Sure. Yeah. What do you guys have? Show us some different combos here. Yeah. So, this is my uh, personal coyote rig. So, it's actually a buffered system with the staved shortened stock system, two and a half inch length on the back. Got a Pulsar XP50 on top, uh, running a rise trigger in it. And then it's a 18 inch uh, Hyperion series from Airborne Arms with their 17 inch handguard and then their 18 inch Hyperion barrel and stainless and then a Yankee Hill can on the front. So that's kind of the my main coyote gun and what I take out in the wintertime and kind of what started the whole situation of how we got here today. Okay, cool. What, um, what was it that made you feel like, you know, I, I got to have a bullpup configuration of that? I'm not complaining. I'm <laughs> yeah. not complaining. But, um, uh, a lot of it was to do with getting in and out of vehicles. You know, you're driving okay. around looking for dogs, and mm-hmm. the shorter you can get that thing and the closer you can get it to your body, getting in and out. I mean, 
the the quicker you can engage the dog you know instead of getting caught up on stuff trying to tote that big gun around um i mean you can get it in a really really small package i mean that's obviously an 18 inch barrel but i mean you can get down to that uh 26 and three quarter mark with a 16 inch barrel or (laughs) but yeah Mm -hmm. it's uh i mean you can really just uh i mean storing it in um and uh just toting it around and when you're walking around it's not a big gun bouncing around hanging down to your knee you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that and kind of moving to a suppressed setup you know adding all that extra length on the end of the barrel i wanted to be able to get rid of some on the tail end shorten things up um i was always a fan of bullpups but never found one that really quite did it for me uh, going between the different styles i always thought that something that felt too plasticky or there wasn't enough options for aftermarket parts different situations like that. I was never quite satisfied with triggers, which is kind of everybody's main concern anyways. Um, but there just really wasn't an option. and I wasn't willing to invest some of the higher prices that some of the better ones came with. Um, and I still didn't think that I was getting everything that I wanted out of it for myself personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus I wanted to be able to have some different options for different calibers, different setups. The way we designed the side, you can pop just two extra takedown pins and switch uppers to a shorter, longer variant, whatever you want to do. Um, there's room to change it up kind of on the fly if you have it built and set up that way. And then the other thing too with it during, you know, longer nights, go out all night hunting after a while, you know, all that added weight with suppressors, thermals, all your gear, everything, being able to put it in a bullpup configuration and bring that weight into a further back balance point instead of having so much weight forward for hours definitely was an improvement for us in just what we were doing. Okay, cool. Does, uh, does Chromie V have some questions? I see him. Uh, he is hungry to... and tired. Oh, he's going to give you a face about it? He's, he's hungry and tired, and Mommy should be home in 10 or 15 minutes. No, I'm just teasing. Uh, Walt, did you did you have something you wanted to you know, wanted to ask or add? No, I'm, I'm, I'm just listening. Just listening. Yeah, okay. Um, who are, where, I do have a question. So mm-hmm. um, uh, did you guys – have anything to do with the, the, the actual mold making of it, or did do you farm that out to someone else? Good question. I heard you say you were yeah, so dairy, have, dairy. You said you were dairy. I had a, Is that what I heard? engineering firm called Plumsky Engineering Repair hired that helped out draw and do the modeling um, and get everything over to our molding company and get them the right materials that they needed, and they were able to help kind of get the final design down and do the proof of concept and get it sorted out for us. Yeah, because that's not, if you don't know anything about that, which I'm not saying I do, but if you don't yeah. know anything about that stuff, it's like, uh, oh, whoa, whoa. whoa it's a big endeavor. <laughs> it gets very wild very quick. That's that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. How'd that, mo- how'd that process go for you? I'm always interested in that kind of stuff. Yeah, it took, definitely took some time, some brainstorming, a lot of going back and forth, a lot of, a lot of trial and error. And we had to have the molds kind of recut and rewelded a couple times to get things just where we wanted them kind of early on in the beginning, some of our first production run. Um, few things were off just a little bit. We wanted to improve that. Uh, we had a problem right in the beginning that after all was said and done, there was a little bit of tolerance where we couldn't get a Gen 3 PMAG to fit into the lower receiver, which we've oh, since oh, fixed oh. and got that you know covered. And it was like, oh, that was not what we planned because we did make one revision from the very beginning to open that well up. But then after everything's done, there's, there's variants and stuff with warp and how plastic works and injection molding that 
it was just enough that it kind of still bugged and for some people it bugged and for some it didn't it was very very tight so and it was just the over insertion tab on those p mags basically mm-hmm. would just catch on the very back of the mag well and yeah. it was it was so little that like like you said some of them would be fine some wouldn't and um some would drop free yeah. and some would wouldn't is that what well just yeah. inserting like oh okay as far as insertion goes some wouldn't even go in because that that oh. over insertion tab would catch on the side and it wouldn't let you actually get it yeah so it was too proud right it was too correct uh, yeah yep. it's too proud mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, able yeah, because <laughs> yeah. you're, de- you're dealing with you're dealing with Magpul's tolerances too, in addition mm-hmm. to dealing right. with your tolerances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Magpul tends to be a little bit thicker. Um, able Defense says, which is a good thing. Not not complaining about it at all. Able Defense, Mike says, is this about the AR-15 bullpup that people are putting the BRN-180 on? Yes. Yes, it that's, is. <laughs> that's what we're up to. Yeah, Walter's got the BRN-180 there. Um, yeah, that, yeah, that process is always interesting. Did you, how did you prototype? Did you do like 3d printing or? Yeah. So we actually had a company that we were kind of working with down by Wilmer that was doing, uh, MJF printing. So a little more of a powdered nylon printing, a little Mm. higher end 3d printing than just a standard countertop printer. We obviously had a couple of renditions that were countertop printed just as a proof of concept. And then, um, as we got the models further along, we went to a higher end and got really basically identical to what they came out with on injection molding, just in a different material. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's how we kind of got the concept functioning. And we did our initial testing and the round counts and kind of got things, making sure it was strong enough and robust enough to handle what we wanted it to be able to take and kind of got it from there. And then that's when we went and finalized the injection molds from there. Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, I don't know if any of the guys have anything else, Patrick. That's a uh, mm-hmm. when it when it comes down to like, okay, is it shit or get off the pot? Somebody's got to say, <laughs> okay, let's let's take a dump and hopefully. <laughs> it's, a, yeah. it's scary. It's scary. I mean, it's serious money. It keeps a lot of people. I actually thought all the so Patrick knew, I guess, and then Lola was like, I knew that thing was polymer because all the way I was like, oh, this is going to be like CNC'd or something. You know, and I I don't know if it was I think it was either Patrick or Lolo. Like you're an idiot. There's no how are they going to do those? How are they going to do mean, those? I, I didn't realize it was it was a polymer until we until I picked it up on Saturday or Sunday, whatever day it was. Yeah, yeah. So that I, would take, that, that, would, that would take that would take days to machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, I don't think anybody would buy it at that price tag after all that. So <laughs> yeah, we've yeah, had a few yeah. requests. A couple guys are like, I'll yeah. pay whatever it takes, but I don't know that. I don't even know if the machinists want to try that, so yeah, <laughs> we'll see. No, you did the right thing. It's It's got to be tough, and then obviously, you know, for people who don't understand out there, that stuff costs money. If you're doing this, you got to recover that money, and, you know, you, you need to look at it. Because uh, And the reason why I'm saying this is that typically it's $4.99, right? Is that the price? Yes, it is. Yeah, typically it's $4.99, and there's, there's people out there that are going to complain about that, but I think for what you can do, it's not a bad price. Um, I bought the one that Walter has. I just waited until there was a sale. You know, I mean, <laughs> we have them. They happen. And there's, yeah. and obviously, there's the military and law enforcement discount. We do give ten percent if you're in the military law enforcement um, field. So, 
Yeah, cool. And I would, I would, I would encourage people. Like, what I'm trying to do here is help promote these guys. I like to see innovation and stuff like that. So support some dudes who are actually out there uh, building things that don't exist. So you know, that's the way to look at it. I think. Um, Another thing we wanted to just say too, as far as price point is concerned, you know, we wanted to bring something in and do this that wasn't a gimmick or wasn't just a range toy. You know, it it's it's reliable and it's robust. We've got over 10,000 round count through multiple of them with no malfunctions. We did our design work and really worked hard to keep things as stout and robust as possible. Our, our trigger bar is not a thin little rod. It's, it's a CNC machine, robust bar. It's, we did our work to keep things as robust as possible and it, it takes money to be robust. And that's what we mm-hmm. wanted it to, in the end of the day, be a reliable system and not only just do a gimmick, you know, it's mm-hmm. a toy. It's fun to take the range here and there, but it, it's a reliable system that you won't have to have an issue if you choose to take the step and go down the road of making a bullpup that fits you. We wanted it to hold up to what you were going to do to it. Yeah, that takes some serious uh, milk money. Um, <laughs> uh, Able Defense Mike says, Rad, I thought it was metal. Uh, is this a lower or something you put your lower inside? Uh, it's a grip, so it attaches around the lower receiver you already have. Yeah. So your oh, lower here we go. receiver here we... will go yeah. inside. Okay, hold on. There we go. Boom. That's, that's cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So your lower gets mounted inside of here. Yeah. And then the other side goes on, and your trigger bar goes inside. Yeah. Have you guys done one of these on a polymer lower or like Kevlar? I know in our internal chat we uh, we were talking about this. Oh, Walter, you've done it? No, I tried. It's, it doesn't, that lower that I had doesn't follow the AR forging profile exactly. Uh, so yeah. So okay. it's built, um, the SI is built to be mounted with a mil spec uh, lower receiver. Um, now, obviously, with a Dremel, you can make a lot of different ones fit. Um, ex- like if you have a. Um, molded in trigger guard you can just dremel out that uh, tab to get that to fit in there but um out of the box it's designed to work with no spec lower receivers with a removable trigger guard okay all right cool have you guys considered in that vein since you're already making molds and stuff like that making your own that was going to be my question is is when are we moving straight into a full bullpup to ar lower yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. That we're that we're unsure of yet. Our next step here is to we're obviously we're kind of going down two directions right now. It's with what we're kind of coming up with next is we're doing a AR10 version because we've had a lot of requests to be able to do AR10 and kind of cover the the spectrum of AR10 calibers and cartridges that everybody's looking to do a bullpup with because this kind of big bore bullpups hasn't really been a huge hugely touched section of mm-hmm. uh, real estate. Yeah, everyone promises then, them, but we don't get too many. I think uh, what Keltec right, has it, yeah. um, and I think and what K&N, is the name? K and N. K and N has it. Yeah, Keltec K and N, and then is it MDR? No, what's the name of that company? Yeah, um, Desert Desert, Desert Tech. Tech. Desert Tech. Desert Tech. Yeah, yeah. Desert Tech yeah, is you, very expensive. Yeah. You got to get a second mortgage to get one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's the name. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the next. So that's the next thing. AR10 version. Yeah, yep. AR10 stuff, and then we are working on a cheek rest and riser combo right now okay. that we've kind of got in development, doing some different things to kind of 
tidy things together. And a big thing is uh, with a lot of the rail systems, people are always worried about optic shift and stuff with a mm -hmm. sectional of your hand yard and your receiver being separate. And what our system we're trying to kind of branch into maybe is link those two together with a solid piece that can be both an optics riser as well as a cheek rest and try and get you a more solid mount farther out. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a direction we're headed down right now as well. Kind of bringing those two things in and hoping to be able to show some things off at Shot Show 24 this year. Okay. All right, cool. Um, Able Defense Mike says, that's the trick for me. I don't entirely want to put my lower into a lower. And then he says, oh, AR-10, maybe the Aero M5E1. You guys familiar <laughs> with that one? Yeah, we're looking at it. They're, we're trying to make okay. it fit with as many of the AR-10 lowers as we possibly can. Um, being that yeah. everybody's kind of got their own little way of doing it. Every company kind of does it a little bit differently. And there is kind of a spec for the, the more normal standard. But then everybody kind of does their own dress up on it. So we're kind of trying to fit as many as we can into the unit as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was something I yeah. think you guys and Walter were talking about before we started, that there's different... So there's no mil-spec for AR-10? There never is mil-spec in the freaking well, world. If you were going to do... If you were gonna do it'll be, it would be... Um, what's his face? Over in Titusville. Um, uh, Reed Knight. It'd be the Knight's oh. Knight armament. would be the closest thing to a mil-spec gun. Because mm. um, that's what the military uses, but... Mm -hmm. You got re you got you got armor lights. You got knights armament. You got mm -hmm. the DPMS ones. I ordered some today from a place called Car Combat Armory. They were blems for they was dirt cheap, mm -hmm. but they all have different external profiles, slightly different from one another. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and that's that's what makes it hard to try to drop it into something like a one size fits all. I mean, mm -hmm. well, I don't know. <coughs> yeah. I mean, it's... like I said, if you if if you want to bad enough and you have a Dremel, you can make anything fit. But mm -hmm. you know. Right. A lot of a lot of a lot of people do not have a license for a Dremel tool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you should have to get one. <laughs> I uh, mean, there's a couple things right. in this world that have to have a license: spandex yeah. for chicks uh, and Dremel tools for deburring, for de for de for deburring and doing stuff like that. You should have to have a permit. How are you going to find out until you actually start using that Dremel? You know, you got to get, get your experience. You might oh, burn you know, out some it, stuff. I, mm -hmm. I have a I have a company called Sten Parts, and we sell Sten stuff, tubes and things like that. And I've heard stories all the time, man. This is my mm -hmm. second tube, the first one I messed up, and I'm like, well, you know, you know, you, you don't learn how to weld on your project. You learn how to weld on scrap. You know, that's mm -hmm. one of those. And so many people, yeah. Patrick, learn how to weld yeah. on their project. <laughs> so. He got through. He made it happen. He made it. Yeah, he made it work. He made yeah. it work. Yeah. Maybe you don't want to uh, try to, you know, figure out how to weld an MP5 kit necessarily. You <laughs> know, the average person wouldn't do it. But Patrick, he survived. That's just pure bullheadedness. What you see right now from Chromie V, that's where he got it from, from his papa. Um, so marketing, marketing wise, I know you guys mentioned several times that you've you've gone to Shot Show and you're going again next year. Tell me about the marketing side of what you're doing, because you were nowhere related to the gun world, right? You were just, uh, you know, what'd you say, sixth generation dairy farmer, you came up with this idea. How did yeah. this marketing stuff get going? Yeah, so um, obviously back when you could promote on, like, Instagram, Facebook, and stuff like that, we were um, doing paid promotions on there, uh, going to um, trade shows, uh, 
like in Minnesota here, we have the soda convention, um, and uh, just showing it to um, operators in SWAT and uh, drug task force and stuff like that, um, along with obviously SHOT Show and any other shows we can get to, um, just to display it, let people get it in their hands, because obviously it's something that people aren't used to seeing. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of the times people aren't really true believers in it until they actually get it in their hands and feel how comfortable it is and um, well-balanced and that mm-hmm. it's a bullpup with a good trigger. Yeah. Should we talk about some of the hate that bullpups get at this point? <laughs> There's a lot of There's it. There's a lot yeah. of laundry lists for that one. <laughs> yes. Patrick, feel free. You can unload whatever hate you have of bullpups right now. <laughs> or or Walter for that matter, whoever. I, you know. <laughs> I I don't have. It's not hate per se. It's just a lot of a lot of things you see out there are abominations <laughs> that don't really work well. Uh-huh. And, and and no, you know, I mean, some are some are. As you guys know, you have to if you're doing anything like this, you got to make it look good. If it looks like an abomination, then people won't buy it. They're not going to yeah. buy an ugly car. They're not going to marry an ugly girl. Well, maybe, um, but they will. They depends will on what else she has going on. <laughs> well, you know that's a whole other story. But ugly, ugly guns don't sell. Yeah, that's I mean, you got to make it look nice, and that's this thing. True. When I first saw it, I said that looks nice. It looks like it's, you know, it doesn't look like uh, something that was, you know, it wasn't thought out very well. Yeah, I mean, I think we were weren't we talking about uh, what is it you guys call that thing? Um, a grosier. The AK AK the, version, the Ru- Groza, the Russian Groza, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, is is that possible to do with this? So you need a different? No, it's not possible. I see Patrick. No, that's an AK. Hand. That's an AK. Okay. I mean, I've, I've I've been threatening to do a Groza for a while. I just haven't got around to doing it. So. Um, yeah. yeah. Have you guys thought about this? We got twenty seconds. You thought about doing something for the AK world? Um, not not anytime soon. <laughs> Okay. AK is not modular. Yeah, it, it really I mean, isn't. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna take a break. We're coming right back. Uh, we'll see you guys here in a second. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like High Point Firearms and Full Forge Gear, bags and gear for everyday life. Did you know High Point is an American family-owned and operated company located in Ohio with over 30 years of manufacturing experience? High Point is proud to be the home of the working man's gun and your source for affordable handguns and carbines with a lifetime warranty. So when you're in the market, please consider High Point. All right. So big shout out to Shooting Gallery NE. I see him out there. I say we switch this up a little bit. Talk about whatever Walter, Patrick uh, or, or Ben and Colton want to talk about or the folks out there in the chat, whatever you guys want to get into we can get into now and of course if there's questions um if there's questions regarding the the uh the sigh we'll we'll answer those as well and whatever you guys so what's on what's on everyone's mind other than chromie v is throwing a fit <laughs> any, Go ahead, any chance you guys are going to a rock veteran the shoot uh we're not actually mm-hmm. okay okay there you go um so I'm, I'm i think the, I'm, I'm, go ahead Walt. Mm-hmm. I said I'm going for the first time, so I have been doing until this year. To. We, mm-hmm. 
I have been doing the shot show for like 20 years in a row. Mm-hmm. So we finally let our tables go this year. What are you in the law enforcement? Any by any chance? Where your yeah, where's are? your booth? Yeah, up. we'll be in the bottom of the Venetian basement again. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. The basement's where it's at, man. That's it's fun down there. It's a wild ride. Oh, it, it seems like all the cool small companies are in the basement. Yeah, you, absolutely. You did. You never saw the basement when it was still looked like a basement. <laughs> <laughs> Before yeah, they the, did the upgrades and added the elevators and more lighting, that was a parking garage in the basement. So um, okay, yep, yeah. So yeah, no, it's know, not bad down there. Yeah, PSA used to be in the basement. Palmetto State Army, yeah, yeah they're uh, yeah. You know, lots oh, of yeah. Uh, yeah. lots of big companies started out in the basement. So um, it'll be interesting to see where's in our old tables. Because I, yeah. I didn't renew for this. I, I I figured I'd had my fill after 20 years, so I, I'm going to mm-hmm. go as a uh, civilian or as a, you know, guy walking around being an annoyance to everybody. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not necessarily suitcasing it, as they say, just walking around looking at what's cool. Who oh, me? Right? Me suitcasing it? What are you about? Come on, everybody does that. Come on, stop it. Everybody oh yeah, I mean that's it. yeah, that's where the action is. I remember when Brandon Herrera was suitcasing that uh, fifty uh, BMG AK or whatever that yeah, thing he was. Man. Out too, so. Yeah. Oh, they kept finding him. Security kept finding him. You know, I remember I, I was hanging out with him one time when he got caught up with. <laughs> you know, and then finally I think he had it in a room somewhere. And he was taking people up there, but they figured that out. Yeah. You know, so, and then I think, I forgot which company it is, but one of the companies said, hey, we'll put space for you in our booth. And that's how that, that, uh, that got worked out. Um, so the thing, uh, let's see, there's some, there's some things, uh, uh, shooting galleries talking about, uh, the IV 8888 thing. Uh, is that something you guys are interested in, but maybe just at this time you don't have like the connections or something? What what do you what, you know? Yeah. How do you guys? <laughs> yeah, at this point, we really don't have don't have a whole lot of connections to the industry. You know, we're still very mm-hmm. very new in comparison to everybody else. So we're mm-hmm. we're still paving our way and kind of trudging our way through things. And we didn't come from you know association mm-hmm. with anybody. We just kind of popped up and paved our way on our own. So we're still mm-hmm. working our way through the industry and meeting people as we go. And mm-hmm. uh, definitely something we do in the future for sure. We just haven't uh, had the opportunity to come up for us yet. Okay. All right. Yeah, you're not gun royalty. You build yourself up from the ground and get your product out there. I, I like that. Yeah. By the way, if you do want to do something with the Iraq veteran crew, uh, there's a few of us like in, in in my circles that we know them. They're really nice folks, so it's really easy right. enough to do to do that if you want to. If you guys want to, um, go ahead. I would love to. I just mm-hmm. I didn't have a I didn't have an invite, but I I happen to know a couple people, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Who, who talk to those guys on a regular basis. So one talked yeah. to another, he goes, yeah, sure. You know, no problem. They kind of, yeah. and I don't know if you know, I don't know if you guys know my plight. I build a 50 caliber upper for an AR lower. SHTF okay. 50. Yep. Um, back yep. in 18, ATF made, they decided that was a firearm in 18. So um, mm-hmm. I had the, I went up to the palace, the ATF palace with lawyers and we talked to them and it was a waste of time. But, um, um, the guys that are rock veteran know my plight too. So they were, they were interested yeah. in that when that was all going down. So, um, yeah. yeah. What, what I would say is that like, so for example, I can't, I don't want to speak for everyone out there. Right. 
but there are some people that are really like the the gun world there are people who are easy relatively to connect to maybe you just need to know someone who knows someone but and they then there's the people like yes yeah, yeah, there are some people like that. We avoid those yeah. people. We avoid those people. Um, but, you know, I would say the IV8888 crew, they're really cool. Um, if you're in the industry or you're, let's say, you know, you're like a YouTuber or content creator or something like that, it's it's easy enough. If you guys want to do that, maybe I'll, I'll uh, you know, I'll try to make some connections for you guys offline. And that's why, like, they're specifically doing what they're doing to help get everyone connected. So... Um, yeah, I don't Absolutely. think it's a problem there. And um, even The Gathering, I think, is working like that as well. I don't know if you guys have heard of The Gathering. That's put on I've by I've heard PSG. good things about it. Yeah. And that's uh, that's basically run by the folks at Palmetto State Armory. But I think they're kind of the same way. They're trying to do like a smaller shot show that actual the folks can get to, but then also, you know, give a break to... There's big companies there as well, as well as small companies. So, um you know, that's how that goes. And if we could help, or if someone's out there and you guys could help, I think that's why I do this show. I think we should all help each other. So um, that's Appreciate a good way it. to go. Yeah, thank oh, you. Absolutely. You guys are welcome. Uh, Kujo74 says, sorry I'm late. Did you see the E-Transit race fan I sent on Instagram? No, I didn't get a chance to look at that yet. Um, but I will <laughs> look at it. I'm very, I was talking to Patrick and Walter. I don't know if you got, if, if um, out of Ben and Colton, if you guys are interested in electric vehicles or not, but me, Walter, and Patrick always argue about this. So <laughs> I, that's I you tackling two hot rodders here. That's yeah, bad. we're that's we're old school. I, <laughs> I, I was driving. I was driving down the road today, and this really cool Mustang pulled up next to me. You know, really badass sounding the whole nine yards. And I took a little clip of it and I sent it to those guys. And I come to find out, it was a blonde chick driving. She was not bad looking either, which is kind uh -huh. of kind of. But um, then, the, bonus, then the, electric car, the, the electric car chat starts. And I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I like all kinds of cars. I'm into all kinds of cars. You know, um, I think I'm just they so... have their place, but mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to be everybody driving them in the next mm -hmm. 10, 15 years. But I think they do have their place. I mean, yeah. if you're if you're working whatever an hour away and you can just hop in your car and it shoots you to work and you plug in your car at work and it shoots you home. I mean, that's great. Um, but I mean, lithium batteries, uh, pollute to make and they pollute to dispose, dispose of, of, you know? Mm -hmm. So my, uh, <laughs> so, like, my, I mean, my, my thing about electric cars that I like has nothing to do necessarily with the environment. Um, okay. you know, from the way I look at it. Now, if you talk to the people who are electric car, um, you know, like big supporters or the folks who I, I don't believe that electric cars should get forced on people. You know, I think everything should Agreed. be capable. It's just like we're talking about bullpups. A lot of yeah, guys like, in, in the like gun world. It's like forcing bullpups on people. Come on. Well, no, the, the gun world's different. A lot of the gun world is no bullpups, right? They say no bullpups. And I think like everything has the right to exist. We just need to like right now we've got pressures in America and actually around the world because America is following Europe and all that to mandate electric cars and i think that's kind of that's kind of wrong things should you know rise and fall on their own merit but that's not what people do these days right that's that's yeah. how we wind up in this thing but i just think they're cool they're really really powerful yeah i mean i i, I work for general motors by day um okay. so like we're seeing a rise in um hybrid 
and um, obviously mm-hmm. fully electric vehicles. And um, there's a there's a need and a want for them. And um, for those people, they they work great. Um, mm-hmm. It's not something I would personally purchase, but I'm old school. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah. like flathead Fords and inline mm-hmm. sixes oh, yeah. and that sort of stuff. Cool. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, forty two chill says no EVs or bullpups. <laughs> I, hey, I, I'm well, I agree one of those things. <laughs> I, I'm an equal opportunity gun owner. I got I I I, I yeah I like them all. You yeah. know, I, I, I like a revolver every now and then. You know, I mean it's all good. Yeah. So you you work for GM. I don't know how much you can actually say. There's a big strike going on. Is that? Uh, hmm? I'm in the uh, the repair side, not assembly. Oh okay. All right. Do you have do you have any thoughts on the strike that's going on right now? The coordinated uh everybody uh, wants situation? more money. And yeah. I mean it's um the way they're going about it, the first phase um they're not putting out all the plants, you know. They're doing it like, "Hey, mm-hmm. we mean business here, but we're not mm-hmm. going to shut everything down quite yet." Mhm. And hopefully uh, that's enough for them to come upon an agreement so they can get the ball rolling on everything again because um, a full shutdown wouldn't be good for anything. I mean, economy-wise, um, industry-wise, or and so on. It's uh, definitely not something you want to happen, especially, I mean, if if we can't get parts to fix people's cars that are already on the road, that's, that's bad too. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, it's I, I on one side I'm not blaming anyone for trying to get money, like you know. Yeah. This is this is the world that we live in, so why shouldn't uh those guys get money, right? And we're all dealing with inflation and all the craziness that's going on here. And if you look yeah. at it, if you go back to when uh the auto markets were crashing, when was that? Like back in like two thousand eight or something like that, the these unions took big cuts along with everyone else, right? And so now they're trying yeah. to catch up to it. Um, at the same time, you also have this thing going on that we were just talking about where the like the Biden administration, for example, is pushing everyone on electric cars and then they're giving incentives for electric cars and all that kind of stuff. Well, that's throwing everything off because that's going to be more expensive to make. It's going to take uh, a, the skills and stuff like that have to come up. There's a So, for example, um, in, in this particular electric vehicle race, Tesla is going to just demolish everyone else. It would take a lot of money for the big three auto manufacturers to go back to building electric cars from the ground up. The cars they're putting out right now are just basically uh, internal combustion engine cars that they converted to run on electricity, whereas Tesla learned that lesson a long time ago, and they're building from the ground up electric, so they can control prices, all that kind of stuff. They're way ahead of anyone else when it comes to manufacturing. And, I I mean, Tesla, like you said, Tesla started from ground zero, and they did electric vehicles first and foremost, the whole platform's designed around it, and, Mm -hmm. I mean... With electric vehicles, you got to have the weight in the right place. If you're just going to slap a battery pack under the hood of a car, it's not going to be balanced correctly. It's not going to operate how it needs to. Yeah. Also, it's a, it's way more wiring and all that stuff than you need, and it just winds up being ridiculously expensive. A, a full electric has never been for me. I've I've said this for so long, but full electric has never been my ideal. Like 
Hybrid mm-hmm. to me is you get the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. You get a gasoline Absolutely. engine that charges, and then you get when you're riding the highway, the battery takes over. Like mm-hmm. to me, that is the best of both worlds. Um, yeah, and we have we have hybrid yeah. dialed in like um, pretty wasn't well. It, wasn't it Chevy that did the? Uh, isn't it the the Volt was perfect. I the think the Volt, was, yeah, the Volt was great. The I don't know why they ever. The Volt, a, the Volt is an ugly piece of. Oh, that's not true. Well, I don't agree. It's not pretty, but it worked. Yeah. yeah. Do you yeah, know what they, a they, big they, following the Volt has? And they've discontinued. They didn't. They did because they didn't sell enough to keep doing it. You Timing. Have to, you gotta no fuck that. You gotta pull mm. the government out. Look, look. If you want to build, yeah. if you want to build a high speed, yeah. wait, wait, hang on. This is a good subject, Mike. If you uh-huh. want to build a hybrid, a high speed rail system from here to eternity, if it can support itself, hallelujah. Mm. Have I agree. It. Yeah. But if it yeah. if it can't support itself, I don't want to pay for your boondoggle. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't want to yeah, pay for you. your. I don't. I don't want to pay for your sports stadium. I don't want to pay for your electric cars to be developed. Mm-hmm. On, on, with materials that aren't even in the, from this country. <laughs> Sorry, there ain't mm-hmm. none here. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's not that's not the way it works. The, the big. Anyways, do you know that? Go ahead. Unfortunately, the push for for fully electric vehicles has been a uh, a thing of government of California specifically yes. who can't even. Yeah, their power group can't oh. even handle fully electric vehicles. Yeah, it's uh, like, hey, everybody get electric vehicles, but nobody charge their car today. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, hey, California, hey, grid, California grid is the worst grid in America. The very, <laughs> the very best part is, and Hank, you can read your your mm-hmm. your newsletter from your electric company, which I did because mm-hmm. I get one too. Mm-hmm. All these greeners and assholes want to take away the coal powered fire car and the gas and natural gas powered power plants. How are you going to charge these vehicles up with a windmill? I don't agree. We're getting into my zone here. Hey, Walter, we're getting Mm -hmm. into my zone here and y'all are going to have to excuse me. It's, it's a control thing. Oh, yes, you don't have is. the power for you to charge your car. You're going to have to stay at home. It's, it's just, I, that's it's what just I've like, always said. It's, it's just like this and guns. It's a y'all had no idea what, what we were, y'all were getting into here, did you? Well, so if you, look, if you look, for example, at Florida, Florida produces, I think, like 70% of its electricity from compressed natural gas. And we have a lot of that in America. We have more of that in America than there's oil in Saudi Arabia. alone. Yeah, so any, and it's cleaner. Any, any place, any place that's that the ground practically to get yeah. oil, they hit natural gas. Yeah. Hello. So, <laughs> listen, Anyways, I, I, I don't, I don't like when I, I don't, I don't like it if the whole country has to go behind what California is saying because actually mm. the worst place to drive an electric car is in California. The better place in America to drive one, for example, would be Florida. As crazy as that sounds. <laughs> Right, but that's the reality now, of what we're dealing with. We have you know. the ability to make power, yes, but still, mm-hmm. there. Where's the power still, come from? Uh, it's yes. going to come from fossil it's, fuel. It's more, Sorry, it, <laughs> you know, it's like it's more efficient to use a gasoline engine to generate power currently than it is to push mm-hmm. it down a power line for fifty-two miles to your your door. Yeah. So it's that's why I keep, I've always said that the hybrid is the best of both worlds. I think both, for I think for big vehicles, yeah. big vehicles, basement diesel, in yeah. Them. I mean, yeah. you look at early Volkswagens. I mean, you're getting 40, sometimes into 50 miles to the gallon in a little. I've had many TDI Jettas, mm-hmm. and they're amazing yeah. vehicles. Do they feel like a toy that you bought in an aisle of Walmart? Yeah, but they get good <laughs> mileage, and no way, they yeah. break no, like that's... once every 300,000 miles, you know? We had a, we had a 2002 
Sorry, Walter. We had a 2002 Jetta at one point that my dad Mm -hmm. owns a body shop, so he had it as Mm -hmm. like a secondary car for the body Mm -hmm. shop. 2002 Jetta. It smelled like crayons inside. That glue. They all do. (laughs) Every single one. All of them smell like crayons. But that son of a bitch got 45 miles to the gallon. I could make it from Tampa to Gainesville, which is a two-hour drive. On less than an eighth of a tank, it was incredible. Yeah, I had a TDI. I probably I had a t- four or five of them, and I drive yeah. them usually till they get to like three hundred and fifty thousand oh, yeah. miles, and then I'll over. let someone else use it. You know, <laughs> over in Europe, they have full size sedans get forty fifty miles per gallon diesels. Mm-hmm. Full mm-hmm. size. Right. We're not talking little little Volkswagens. We're not talking little puddle jumpers. We're talking full size. Oh yeah, cars. diesel. Yeah, diesel. But then, but then diesel. people just. Like environmentalists just write off diesels because they think oh. of diesels and they see these big black rolling smoke trucks, you know, yeah. that are polluting the environment. When that's not the case, you know. I mean, yeah. an efficient running diesel is very clean. It's and always diesel, if, you, if you if you care if you care about the environment, okay. If you care, which we all do, we all live on the planet. I think people don't realize like gun guys care more about the environment than a lot. I mean, I live in the country, just like how you guys live in farm country. I live in farm country, right? Uh, this is more nature than where all the the uh, you know the save the planet people are at. But if you really care about the planet, you would stop like producing new shit. The way there was a the way to do this is to to have something that lasts a long time and use that. There was a post on uh, some subreddit related to Philadelphia that I saw mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, and this couple was so excited that the city came out and cut a hole in the concrete in front of their apartment and put a tree in. And they show a picture <laughs> up and down, and it's just concrete. It's insane. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to drop and come back on in the good computer. I'll be right back. Okay. All right, Walt, you got you, – go for it, Walt. I think you had something. No, I mean – they did comparisons, and I don't know if which electric car it was. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was the like the the Toyota, the Prius, and stuff. Where mm-hmm. they compared the little bitty diesels you're talking about, yep, normal size little diesel car, turbo diesel mm-hmm. compared to electric Prius over the time of its whole life, money, everything else. The diesel smoke. It was actually it wasn't a diesel. It was a gasoline powered small car. It smoked mm-hmm. the Prius okay. as far as costs. And yeah, if you and look at else. like. If you look at like a Toyota Yaris or um, like uh, Scion made the Scion IQ, which is like the size of a smart car, mm-hmm. it's a gasoline engine that you could pull high 40s for miles per gallon. And I mean, you mm-hmm. don't have that lithium. I mean, when that battery goes bad, what are you going to do with it? Uh, what the, you, what, the battery, the batteries you, are recyclable. They are like lithium yeah, is recyclable. Can, so. A lot of people can't can't afford to replace the batteries. That's, That's the problem. Have, That's the problem. When you have yeah. a, when you have a it's not for the poor. It's not for the poor. No. It, right. Yeah. I agree, and, I agree and with at that. that. Point, yeah. At that point, it's like your your handheld electric grill. When the batteries go bad, for the most part, you throw it away. It's recyclable, though. It is very recyclable. Well, I don't it, care it, about the reality that. of that, it. With, we're coming- with arms lists, you can shop the extensive list of local and nationwide firearms classified. Now with more confidence because of their built-in firewall. For only $6.99 a month for personal use or $30 a month for business vendors. So when you're in the market, please consider arms list. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Move My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like arms list. Um, okay, here we go. We're back. I know we we could obviously just keep going on with this. I'll tell you if when you drive an electric car, so like I, we've got a uh, we've had a couple of Teslas 
I've had a few electric cars. I got two vans right now. That's what I drive vans. The van I'm in right now, this is a, you know, this is a, a regular internal combustion engine, you know, runs off of gas and I, then I have an electric van. Um, I could tell you, I agree with what Patrick was saying. What we need is hybrids for stuff like this, right? Where, you know, you got a little small engine, it kicks on, it charges it up. There are benefits to electric. Like I drive that electric van. That's my everyday uh, regular runaround thing. Those motors are like immediate power and all that kind of stuff. Very cool to drive. That's undeniable. Is it for everyone? No, nothing's for everyone. That's the thing. Like people should have choices of what they want, yeah, and when absolutely. you drive those things, you can see that they're that they're better. I can tell you guys, I'll smoke any of you guys in whatever cars you have right, with right, uh, with Lola's Tesla. Lola has the most powerful SUV on the planet. It's a Tesla Model X Plaid. That's not an SUV. Yep. That's a. It is a. Car. It's an SUV. What's a car. It's an my, SUV. My buddy has the normal, the whatever the sedan. <laughs> Plaid is and that zero to sixty in one point nine seconds. It's nuts. Uh, it oh, it don't yeah. it hurts. You know. Oh, it's, yeah, without a doubt, it, it haul ass. I it's three what, motors yeah. in there. Three motors. I, dro yep. I drove that Audi you had. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. nice. So, but let me just say one thing, and I'll leave. I'll mm -hmm. stop the arguing. Right. right. Put that. Put the roll that. Roll that. Both any of those cars into a garage. Mm -hmm. Shut the door for forty years. Right. Right. Come back. Open. Listen to me. Open the door. That mm -hmm. guy finds that garage find, barn find at versus a versus a gasoline car of the same vintage. Which one's going to get running first? If you if you uh, the only problem you're going to have with the electric car is the batteries will be, be dead. They'll be dead from sitting. Hank, okay. they will. <laughs> Look at those batteries you got sitting in your shed right now that are all dead. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. That's all I'm saying. It's, That's all it's apocalypse proof. It's apocalypse proof. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, anytime we can have the apocalypse. There's a good chance if that was a diesel, a mm -hmm. diesel vehicle. You could, you you could get it squirt, running. You could squirt a little bit of uh, ether in the intake and crank and it'll fire up. I've mm -hmm. seen that stuff. Right, the right. Diesel engine. Until the apocalypse, I mean, though. Listen, I will always have, uh, uh, you know, a, a internal combustion vehicle. I will always have it. But I have to say that, you know, uh, electric cars are badass and very cool. I'm looking forward to yeah. the Cybertruck. I'm looking for. I'm on the list. Yeah, my buddy has. My buddy's on the list too. He's yeah. uh, the one that has. <laughs> that, uh, and you bastards are going to want to drive my Cybertruck, by the way. I will so. drive it. Yes, I will drive it. I want to see you what see, it's you like. See the, you see the? You see the one? Did you see the one they wrapped as a F-150? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see that. Uh, but you, Volvo case came out a with a example. really neat hybrid lately too. Mm -hmm. What's that? Uh, they're mm -hmm. new and they're making like I think what was it? I was in the seven hundreds for power when you have all the motors and the gas engine. Who is that? Volvo. Oh, Volvo. Okay. Oh, yeah. really? Really? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. yeah. I don't. Listen. I don't know where you ever use. I don't. I, I know that all sounds really good and it's really cool, but you never fucking use it. Um, I use all 1,030 horsepower. You never of use that. It. I use it. You don't. You don't think I use it? Okay. You drive like Granny. Sorry. Okay. All right. Sure. You should. You okay? If, uh, I'm not gonna incriminate myself. I'm gonna say this. Case. Remember that everybody wants to make caseless ammo, right? Caseless ammo. Caseless right. Right. Ammo. <laughs> what? 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 Yeah, what was always around still? Brass. Good old brass, and you can't. Simplicity is always best. Simplicity Thank is you. is genius. 
without like a, trans- a doubt. You'll, you'll never beat a you'll never beat a manual transmission ever. Cars yeah. cars peaked in the seventies. Well, uh, it, car it, technology know. peaked in the late sixties, early seventies. Listen, simple I mean, simple machines that you could take. Right, you cannot right. take a machine like that good. nowadays, and and ta- and they yeah, look right, great. Right. Yes, right. Oh. But you can't tinker with them. Like a lot of things peaked in the seventies. I mean, let's you go out, go out in the traffic now. Go out in the traffic uh-huh. and look at what Hank, what Hank calls an SUV. What they call an SUV now. These slant, these hatchback four door cars. Mm-hmm. They okay. all, they Everything all can't be an old ass every, suburban. Every, no, every, no, 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 every every one. It doesn't matter which which manufacturer. They all mm-hmm. look the same. They do. Tell me yep. they don't. Oh, that's do true. Next time you look <laughs> I can't tell the difference between a Ford F one fifty or a uh, Toyota well, Tundra. Exactly the same. Or yeah, I can't tell. I can't tell. I'm serious. The new Unless... uh, the new Colorado is like a copy and paste of a Tacoma. It's 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 crazy <laughs> what's going on. How much they look like. There's no yeah. The, the, the folks that design don't do any design work any longer. They just kind of like oh, what's everybody else like, doing? We'll just pull change. the headlight a little farther back here yeah. and make yeah. this yep. wheel a little taller, <laughs> and then we'll call it our own. It's government yep. regulations and aerodynamics. Lawyers, lawyers, lawyers. yes, That's lawyers, problem, aerodynamics. Yeah. yeah. That's why yeah. I say cars peaked in like the seventies. But the you know what? That's why. Really That's hard. why I love the Cybertruck. The Cybertruck looks like a SUV <laughs> version of a DeLorean. The cyber truck is like a The cyber truck is like 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 somebody just it's like a straight line, straight line, boom. Yeah, it's just a chunk. It's a chunk. It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) It's sexy as hell. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's sexy as hell. That's sexy as hell. All right, let's see what else. Because we we'll we'll just keep going if we don't if we don't force ourselves. We gotta stop. Uh, What else is going on? What else is on you guys' minds? Anyone want to talk about anything else? Oh. You know, um, I'll see if the folks out there. I know I see I see people getting. Uh, hey, they they, yeah. they found that F thirty five. Oh, they found oh, it. They I don't know how they lost it in the first place. Yeah, how, how do they you, lose it? How do you lose an old? By the way, this is my this is my meme that I threw up. By the way, check I it out. I saw that. Yeah. yeah, everybody was doing the missing milk. <laughs> <laughs> uh. How in the in the name? Of all that is holy, do you lose an F an F thirty five? Someone explain that to me. Maybe some of those aliens they got captured. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Over now. laughs> I I saw that that Mexican alien thing. That's not real. Go, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Is, that's for yeah. tourism. This is, not, this is not even a good try. You know, it's like that's right. marketing. I, that's marketing. <laughs> what I say, guys. Tourism. The, the whole alien thing is a distraction for bigger stuff going on. That's all. Well, they are. First of all, there are aliens. That's for reals. Let's just hands down. There's aliens. Is that debatable? I mean, that's not debatable, right? Have you ever there seen are... Dennis Rodman before? Of course. <laughs> I think that's a joke just, from. Uh, he's just from, a freak. Uh, Being um, black. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, do you guys? So okay, let's show of hands. Who believes that there are aliens in the universe? Let, let's re, can I revise that? Who believes there's oh, life out there? Of course. I okay. Yeah. Actually. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Now, okay. It's not. It's not what you think of <laughs> when you think of aliens, like little men with the bulb. It could be a blob of eyes. gas with yeah, yeah any life, right. any kind of life. I mean, yeah. Any kind can of I life. Can I say this? When the when remember the Russians have had a space station on and off 
longer than we ever had. And their mm -hmm. Mir space station, one of them, when they decommissioned it and they stopped going up there, on the last trip up there, uh, they found shit growing in that thing that they didn't know what the fuck it was. <laughs> oh yeah, but stuff grow. Yeah, but stuff could grow in the vacuum. Yeah, they didn't know what that stuff was, and and luckily it mm -hmm. burned up when it re-entered the atmosphere. <laughs> sure, it did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that shit for anything. Well, maybe that's believe... what the Chinese use for COVID. I don't have know. you never heard of the space ice spiders? Have you have you heard? Uh, of... Are they on, are the... They on the Nazi the Nazi moon base? <laughs> <laughs> Am I the only person who knows about this? For real? Like no one else is heard of it. There's like uh like the ice spiders can travel through space because they're frozen. No one's heard of that. Okay, I'm I'm kind of making it up, but I'm not. I'm yeah, not. okay. I'm all sure right, right. I'm sure some <laughs> someone here in the chat tell me if you've ever heard of that. There's a lot of things that could live in space. We don't know how all life got to this planet. The life that we evolved out of here on this planet is probably came well, from somewhere else. When when life can live in boiling water like it does in the out west at Yellowstone and stuff, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it can live anywhere. So, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so um, I don't know how. What were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about that F thirty five. So you're saying they found yeah. it? Where was it in a lake? They found, they found they found debris, I guess, from the F thirty five. Where? Do you... I, I just I just saw it pop up someplace. I didn't I didn't read it. I got... Yeah, I, I would like to know it, how like... the government loses track of a F thirty five. That's somebody <laughs> they just lost. They don't. They, they've still got they still got lost nukes that dropped off. They don't know where they're at. So oh, okay, yeah. There's one that's... around Charleston mm -hmm. someplace. Someplace on the east coast a nuke? fell in the mud. Yeah, and they've okay. never found it yet. Yeah, there's dudes out there looking for that nuke. When Biden says that we would need like F-15s and all that kind of stuff and nukes, dudes, there's dudes out there who go, you know what? I think we do need that. A hundred percent. Wouldn't be the worst thing to have. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, I would totally, I, if I could afford it, I'll have it. Why not? I, I don't want no nukes. I, I want to have my own air force of, of drones. Drones? Like a, like okay. A, like 500,000 drones or something like that. Mm -hmm. That's that's the next that's the next grade uh pick up your house and move it to another state or something. What do you yeah. need that many for? <laughs> no, I mean for war 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 stuff. War stuff. Walter wants to declare his own country. You know. <laughs> no, I, I don't want no, I don't want none of that responsibility. No, no. I got 3 yeah. or 4 or 5 employees. That's enough responsibility. I wouldn't mind an F35. I wouldn't mind it, you know. We need we need, we're gonna need some we're gonna need that freaking autopilot technology out of a Tesla to fly it though. I'll tell you that. Uh, I, yeah. I mean those things those things are mostly flown by the computers at this point, right? Probably, yeah, yeah, I mean they yeah. have uh, they call it I think they call it mirroring or something like that, where the goggles um, that the pilot's wearing. I mean, he looks that mm -hmm. way, the gun goes that yeah, way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Wherever he looks, I, that's where the guns are pointed. Mm -hmm. there's there's a lot of tech stuff i don't i like and stuff but i still mm -hmm. like to hold on the steering wheel sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's not <laughs> easy to do it in an f-35 yeah as badass as an f-35 is supposed to be ask yourself what happened to this dude that he had to eject out of that thing 
Well, sometimes they have simple mechanical things go wrong. So uh, maybe I was thinking more of like in lines of a James Bond movie where you know he went to like a health club and there was this hot chick that met him there and then converted him and convinced him to like uh, you know to actually pretend that it crashed so that uh, Hydra or what's the name of those what's the name of the people in James Bond could come and like steal the plane. <laughs> Did that's you think you're going to get involved with this silliness? Come on. Come on. <laughs> but that's what I was... Fabrication. Tell me you didn't <laughs> think about that when you heard that they lost this thing. I was like... Huh. I didn't think about that. Okay. You know, what I, you know what I always think about first? I think about, did the pilot make it out? That's what I think about. So. Yeah, he did. He did make it out. Yeah, he made it out. How are you the guy who ejected from a plane? That plane is... How far did it go before it crashed? Like... You could you're supposed to see like oh it crashed right over there, right? Or you know ejection is pretty violent. Pretty violent when they eject. Yeah, when you get shot out of a plane going that fast, you probably don't know what's going on for the next day or two. Yeah. Um. So, okay. Listen. Let's say let's. Uh, someone was asking. Um. There was a question here from someone that I wanted to get to. Uh. Uh, basically, it, I think it was on Bobert. Speaking of going fast, oh, oh, do you want you want to hear my opinions on that? No, tell tell. You what that, do you think? You see Go that, ahead. You see that video of her and the, and the guy in the in the theater? Yeah. So Listen, I don't know. I, I don't know if Ben. I, I don't know if. So Ben Ben and Colton, you guys aware what's going on with Bobert? Your congresswoman. No. Yeah. So first okay. of all, she's Republican, pro gun. I like her. You know, she's cool. She's cool. Um, but she, I guess she's getting divorced or something like that. And she was in Colorado and she was out on a date, right? And they went to, to see, uh, Beetlejuice, the play, right? And they were in this play, but they kept, I think she kept vaping and she was and being she was really rowdy. Recording it too. She was recording it too. Yeah. She was using her they, phone. Mm -hmm. And then they were groping each other in, yeah, their, they, in, their, in their crotch. They were reaching and grabbing each other's crotch. Yeah, in, Crotch, crotchular areas, crotchular areas were getting explored, as well as uh, boobular areas were getting <laughs> yeah. touched up. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but but they were disturbing people, and people complained, and boom. Yeah, see, that's the problem. Is you don't you don't do that. You're not a high schooler. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I think she's like 36 years old. Yeah, I, she's a, she's a grown ass adult. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna begrudge anyone getting horny. I mean, God knows, like I'm a dude, so I get horny like 10,000 times. <laughs> I I was gonna say if I had access to the to those boobies, I would be playing with them too. Um. Yeah. So I'm not married. Yeah, I'm not mad about that, you know, and I get it. Like, if you're if you're going through all this stuff, you know, you probably because she looked like she just needed to like let loose or something. But at the same time, and you're in a more responsible yeah, manner. At the same time, you're a, a congressperson, you know. Yeah. And how many? You what's have a the rule? Yeah. Rule to uphold, you know, like you need yeah, to hold yourself yeah. to a little higher standard, probably. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean. If you want to do that, go out or the put, on a disguise. That, okay? you know, like, <laughs> put on a disguise. <laughs> right, that's true. I'm telling you. I don't know how you. Could, well, you. Could, I don't know if you could. I could tell those boobies anywhere now. Oh, jeez. <laughs> nothing I, wrong with them, Walter. So, if you ever saw them, you'd say you'd agree. Ain't nothing wrong with them. So here's no, my thing. I didn't see that much. Yeah. How many times do you guys, if you're out in public, right? Like we all go out in public, go to a show or something like that. What is your limit? Like how many times do does someone have to come and talk to you when you're out in public before you chill out? What What do you guys say? 
How many times? Oh, do I don't get one. To? We don't have a. I can't have one talking to you. That doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm with Patrick. I'm with one. Uh, yeah, okay. There's, no, there's zero talking tos. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Reek weaponry guys. Ben Colton. How many times do you need to be spoken to? <laughs> I should. I don't have to be called Benny because I won't be doing that stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, not to not to be in loud part, you know. If you want to get a grab a little bit, that's different. But, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walter, don't pretend you don't do some grabbing. Okay, uh, Ben and Colton, <laughs> how many times? <laughs> yeah, one morning maybe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one morning. Yeah, I grab maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ben. What so? Elaborate on the question. I so, if I'm you're out, <laughs> let's say, <laughs> ben, okay, Ben is probably the I wild dig one. Myself a hole here. <laughs> He's probably the wild one. I could tell from this. So, let's say you're out on a date or whatever. You're out in public, right? You're at a play or something like that. How many times does the establishment <laughs> have to, have to come? You stop your <laughs> yeah. How many times do they have to come up to you before you go? I'm gonna chill or I'm gonna leave. <laughs> Which, like, yeah, I mean, if they if they come up, I mean, and I'm causing a disturbance, it's probably either time to leave or calm down. You know. Yeah. 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 Especially I don't like to be spoken to. Uh huh. Especially when everybody in the whole country knows who you are. Most people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My business is my business. I don't need to put it in other people's face. You know. There yeah, you go. yeah. I don't, I don't, do not believe in public displays of affection mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. when I'm out I'm in public, you. I'll hold a hand, you know, yep. maybe a little kiss on the cheek. I'm, I'm creepy. I don't even like walking, holding Marley's hand. We walk just elbow to elbow, our shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, but you <laughs> I'm go weird, like I guess. No, I, I think that's normal. Like you don't want to when you're out in public. You, sh- you know, you shouldn't. You know, you just shouldn't make other people feel uncomfortable. You're not home. You're not in, right. in a hotel yeah. room. You're not in your own privacy. Um, yeah. Like, I've been to the DMV or something like that, and there's, like, <laughs> some young people in there just, like, swallowing each other's tongues. I'm like, what? Do you guys not have a... At the DMV? Yeah. I guess there's a lot of time to waste there. You're sitting around uh, sh- for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So, like, they had to speak to her, like, three... I think the third after the third time they kicked her out, but yeah, they, how um, much alcohol was involved? I don't know. I don't know. She uh, she seemed like she really needed to blow off some steam and stuff like that. Oh, I she still needs like to her. Blow something off. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I still like her. I still think she's cool and all that stuff. I know people are saying like, uh, you know, she should she should resign. I don't believe all no, of that. No, fuck, that's not nonsense. That. That's crazy. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's nonsense. I like her in general, and I get it. She needed to have some release. She probably just needs to figure out how to do that in privacy. And then, from y'all what I hear, there's mm-hmm. y'all know that there's a woman running for Congress out of Virginia who has mommy daddy porn on the internet. Her and yes, her husband I... like to, to doodle each other and put yeah. it online. Only fans. So... Only fans. Yes. Yeah. yeah she's an only really? fan so if star. You, uh, if, yeah. if she should resign, then that woman should not be <laughs> eligible to run. I guess. I'm a libertarian when it comes to that stuff. That's their, that's their business. You know, I would vote just, for you, but yeah, yeah, you do what you want. It just doesn't need to be done. It just doesn't need to, uh, to you know, it doesn't need to get out there. And I heard that her boyfriend is actually like a liberal, like his family and all that's very liberal, blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't Probably know if naughty. that... Yeah, I don't know if that... Yeah, I don't blame that dude. If I was that dude and I'm seeing Bobert and she's looking Bo-Bert? to get some... <laughs> she's looking to get some strange... I said Bobert. Is it her name, Bobert? That's Bobert. Her name. Yeah, I thought you said Boneberg. <laughs> no, then you you're hearing what you want to hear. Uh, yeah, probably. 
Yes. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of a DAO or decentralized autonomous organization like Tusk Crypto. Tusk Cryptocurrency is a firearm-friendly e-commerce option for online payment transactions secured on the blockchain. So when you're in the crypto market, please consider Tusk. T-U-S-C. So um, what is this? Primitive Hunter 18 says you should see what ultrasound rooms are like when the husband is in the room. Laugh out loud. Wife tells me all kinds of stories. Oh, no, you better not be tell. <laughs> okay, that's, yeah, that's a little, yeah. Yeah. Listen, I could be, I could be wild here. Like if I'm in a video or doing this or something like that, but I'm super introverted when I'm out in public. For the most oh, part. Oh, me too, dude. Yeah, yeah. And I, don't I never even like I, going out. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't like uh, crowds and all that kind of stuff. But I also don't want to disturb other human beings. When you're mm -hmm. out with other people, you need to be respectful to them. So. Yeah, I mean, you're not in a private place. So you need to. I mean, if you're making other people uncomfortable, I mean, put the shoe on the other foot, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's not fun. Now, Beetlejuice, um, now I'm actually very interested in seeing Beetlejuice play. <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> I've seen the movie, and I've seen plays before. Now I want to see Beetlejuice again. <laughs> well, they're making a new movie, too. So. Uh, I don't think that's necessary. Well, are they really making a new one? Well, uh, yeah. 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 That's it'll probably pro not necessary. It'll, it'll, it'll probably be woke somehow or another. So. Yeah. Um, okay, so what other gun stuff is going on? Uh, ben, you could tell us... Uh, Patrick, I, Walter, any other gun stuff just, going on in the world? I, I just found something on the Firearms blog I didn't know about. Knight's Armament, Knight's Armament has been adopted by the uh, <coughs> UK's Royal, Royal Marines. Oh, really? Yeah, the KS-1. Their huh. AR-15-looking gun. Yeah. Hold on. Let me see That's... if I could pull up the Firearms blog here. Um, does Knight's Armament make a bullpup? <laughs> no. No, um, okay. not that I'm aware of. Hmm. Their, 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 uh, their money's in their they're... old school regular rifles. Yeah. Where the hell is that story? I guess I got to keep going. Keep going, down, keep down, going. Down. a little bit. Oh, further there you go. go, right there. Oh, Knights Armament. What's what are the Royal Marines using? The UK's Royal Marines. What are they using right now? Uh, the they're commander? using bullpup. Yeah. So another bullpup is coming out of the world because of this. Because it's a terrible gun. Um. Oh, it was it really was it was, it was it was an abortion from the beginning, yeah. And from not the because beginning, it's a yeah. Not not what not because it's a bullpup because it just wasn't made right. That's why. Oh, okay. <laughs> what uh, what bullpup are they using? You know, <clears throat> offhand. L. Um, the L M something. No. No. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's right on the tip of my tongue. Um, uh, S A S A eighty. Oh, S A eighty. Okay. S A eighty. They they okay. had problems with it for years and then H, mm -hmm. they contracted with HK. HK to had to come fix it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so did it? It's it. So it still doesn't work. It does work. Mm, What's the... It's okay. Okay. So now that's going to become Knight's wow. Armament for the Moral Marines. Yeah. What are you thinking, Ben? You're saying wow. Is that a good wow or a bad wow? It's something. <laughs> 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 okay. Well, they. <laughs> One of the problems with it that that, that the, the 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 operating system is like a uh, Armalite 180, but instead of using two guide rods, they ran with one guide rod. 
and it's single. just never really op yeah it just operate like an ar-180 really does which an ar-180 system familiar super smooth you know it moves really nice on the on pretty the two they, they took a perfectly good usable gun upper basically and mm -hmm. said, let's see how we can fuck it up really bad. <laughs> yeah, why go with, yeah. what was the reason for going, they just went with one on one side or something? Like they that? wanted to it? cheapen, they, they tried to cheapen the design for mass production, and you can't. Oh. The, the, the AR-180 worked great, there's no reason to change it. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay, so that's good, that's good news for Knight's Armament out there. Yeah, oh yeah, um, yeah, keep those, keep the, uh, keep those guys busy, yeah. Did, did you guys? We didn't get to talk about this on our thousandth episode. Wyndham Wyndham Weaponry went out. Of, they're closing down, right? Wyndham. Yeah. I don't know if we talked yeah. about it or not. I can't remember. I don't. No, think we didn't. So. We didn't. We didn't. No. Yeah. What's I mean, the they story there? When, when you know, probably just the market is flooded. The AR market is, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not can, a. I wouldn't. When you can want to get into three hundred. <laughs> Buy three hundred and fifty dollar AR fifteens, you know. I mean, it's a phrase. Like, it's a race to the bottom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's funny though. The ARs went like you know super cheap, and the AKs have steadily crept up. And it's mm -hmm. like, yep. I don't know. You know yeah, I guess the mod the modularity of the AR fifteen. Anybody, I won't say anybody. It's a lot easier to manufacture. Anyone should be able to make an AR and not fuck it up, but uh, some people have managed <laughs> to completely oh, yeah, do a terrible, horrible, disgusting job out of building ARs. It's happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, which so you I, would I think, think, no. I think, mm -hmm. I think that's part of it, probably. Just uh, the market is flooded mm -hmm. with AR stuff. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. How long do you guys see this going on? I mean, is it a good? Do you think it's a good thing, bad thing? You think it'll be consolidation, or no way of knowing? Uh, I, you know, um, hard to say. The, the strong will survive, so to speak. That's one of mm -hmm. those things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and like you know, like when, if you can do something that's different, mm -hmm. then you'll then you'll be there. And if you're doing the same old M4. That everybody else is doing? Nah, I don't know. You know I, I think that's the thing. I think that you, um, you know, eventually you get a little bored. So I remember when I came into the gun world, which was a little bit over 10 years ago, um, like what was out there? Everyone was getting, um, what was it? Colts with the big AR. There was, there was several ARs out there. 6940s or 6920s. Everybody yeah. wanted that. Yeah, something like that. But, you know, you had several mm -hmm. ARs out there. I don't know. Oh, I want to say... Yeah, you, at that time, uh, what was that, like 2012, 2011, 2012-ish, you had a lot of ARs out there, but then all of a sudden, I remember going to SHOT Show one year, and I got snow-blinded by how many ARs were out there. Well, everybody was on the Hillary Clinton AR plan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were going to get mm -hmm. they were going to get rich because Hillary was going to get elected this year. Yeah, yeah. What were you saying, Ben? We had DPMS up here in uh, the Midwest for a while, but mm -hmm. I don't know whatever happened to them. Um, DPMS. Yeah, they DPMS, DPMS. DPMS got bought by the by the Freedom Group. Yeah. It got brought into that that oh, big okay. corporate. Thing yeah. and because I, I used to go to the Knob Creek machine gun shoot every six months, mm -hmm. and DPMS yep. would be at the shoot in Knob Creek. It was great. Lots of parts. You talked yep. to people. You had you had a face you talked to. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. When uh, when they got bought up and ended up being Remington, basically, yeah, mm -hmm. it just it, it just it just turned into a corporate mess. 
you know, I used to buy a yeah. lot of parts from him. And, you know, I just... So and DP he, he fired back up and he does uh, Luthay R now. Yeah. Luth oh, okay. Oh, he's been Luth AR. Okay. Yeah, but DPMS yeah, now yeah. belongs to Palmetto State Armory. Yeah, Remember, yeah, we had the Panther. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had the Panther King on. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, they know. own that brand now. So yeah, and they're bringing so. back. They're bringing back a lot of the retro stuff, which is cool. I like that. So yeah, what um what they're planning? They Go were ahead, local sorry. to us, so a lot mm-hmm. of the guys around us still have that. Or that original DPMS stamping, yeah. all the retro stuff they're coming back with. Mm-hmm. Half the guys we know still have it with under the DPMS logo. Yeah. It's it's cool to see it kind I of mean, make back, a comeback a bit. Mm-hmm. Back when we in the day, we used to go to Shields, and that was, I mean, you would walk into the gun department, and it was just a giant DPMS display there. And mm-hmm. I mean, that was pretty much the first thing you saw when you walked back there. But yeah, I mean, I yeah. can remember the days when the it was the DPMS Oracle was like the cheapest budget yeah. AR mm-hmm. getting yeah, into it. And that's like everywhere. that's like the price point the Oracle was back then is like a decent price point for you know mid-range parts right. nowadays compared to the the bottom dollar buy-in price yeah. now mm-hmm. that we have yeah i mean i mean i remember when i first started doing ars a hundred dollars for a lo- AR, ar lower was the norm yeah a hundred dollars mm-hmm. and parts kits were 350 400 depending on who stole it and put it together mm-hmm. uh, from the military <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, um well, they had a lot back in the day. They had a lot of stuff disappearing out of National Guard armories and stuff. And mm-hmm. some of these people that were selling parts were getting their stuff out of a, out of guard armories. But um, but yeah, yeah. So now, I mean, today I could have bought some AR lowers for twenty nine dollars a piece. So yep, it's, it's, it's a totally different game now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think the um, I think the plan from um, from what they were saying to us when they came on is that D- DPMS is going to be so you know right now you get stuff you're getting it directly from PSA right so you can get it online you can go to uh, they've got stores I think in uh, South Carolina right now but the DPMS line is going to be what stores can carry so okay. you can you can go to PSA and buy stuff from them. And that would be DPMS stuff, and you can get that direct, and or you you know for retail, etc. So, it's interesting. Is is the value of the old school stuff gone up? Is it the same? What do you guys think? You're out there in the source. Old school stuff is real, real honest, old honestly, school stuff. Huh? It's hard to say because a lot of guys don't let it go. They you know mm. it was it was what was around here, and a lot of guys used to work for them and used to be mm. a part of that. Because I mean, we're in the same town that they were in, so. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys just used to work it, and they had a kind of a. I think that a spiel going on, that if you every year if you worked the full year, you got a, something out of the armor. You know, you, you took a rifle home, that was your yearly bonus. So a lot of guys still oh, have cool. those guns around that they won't get rid of because that was a part of what they did with their life. So honestly, it's hard to say. I don't see a lot of them for sale necessarily just around. There's, I mean, anything and everything else on the stores at gun shops, but definitely not a lot of mm-hmm. DPMS. Is very few and far between when I see yeah. one locally yeah. going up. Yeah, I mean, back then that was like when we were in high school and stuff. When we would get our first AR type of thing coming out of high school, and mm-hmm. guys just tend to keep them, you know, whether mm-hmm. it be sentimental value or this thing's worked for ten years. It's gonna work another ten years and probably well beyond that. And uh, they were good rifles, you know. There's no yeah, need it, to get rid of them. Yeah, it gets passed down. If you're imprinted with that particular logo, just like some people are imprinted with the Colt logo. Huh? Chevy, yeah, Ford. Yep, yep, like yep. some people only buy Fords because yeah. Daddy only bought Fords and Granddaddy <laughs> only bought Fords, and it's they like, call them delusional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Or, same thing, Democrat. I've only voted Democrat because my dad voted Democrat. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, oh, right. <laughs> Um, no, yeah, but, um, but that's the same thing with like Bushmaster, right? So Bushmaster was yeah, one of those uh, freedom group. Yeah, the old Bushmaster. Like, if I come across something Bushmaster, I buy it. I got, I got, I'll, I'll just buy a Bushmaster rifle for no reason if I see it. You know that? I old... got a collection of old uh, Ruger Mark series twenty twos because that's oh. that's what I grew up with. Dad always had one anytime we went out, and that's what. I shot mm-hmm. so anytime I see one for a fair price, I pick it up. I got mm-hmm. too many already, but it's just you can't have too many more. No. Yeah, <laughs> especially ten twenty twos. They're cheap to shoot, man. Oh yeah, ten ten twenty twos are amazing, man. That's like I don't know how many I have. I bought you know because you know like Brownells is doing. Excuse me, Brownells is doing yeah. the lowers. There's a whole bunch of different uh, stuff out there, so that that's you yeah. know fun stuff. Okay, I see Walter's. Yeah, one pick- of my- mm-hmm. Go ahead. One of my favorite guns is my. Mm-hmm. I just got a bolt action uh, Ruger Precision Rimfire with okay. uh, Silencer Central. Uh, what is it? The Banish Twenty Two, mm-hmm. and that's. I mean, we shoot it out here at the ranch all the time because it's. I mean, it's dead quiet, and they're just they're just a riot to shoot. I mean, they're cheap still. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's Anyone it's a fun. Them? Yeah, it's a fun thing. I I noticed that Walter. Has a this is one of the pump action twenty twos. Yeah. Now Patrick is now pump action man because he has <laughs> he has got the fetish for pump action twenty twos. But I listen. But I'm partial. I, I'm Lola partial shot it on Saturday, mm-hmm. and even or sat, Sunday, whatever day it was, and even she was like, "I see why people love these. They are so much fun." I, yeah, I mean, I you can't you go wrong with a with a pump action twenty two. It's nice. Yeah. He he got Marley out there <laughs> shooting because once you get her hooked shooting, that then you can buy more. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's for the kid. Oh yeah. Oh oh, oh yeah 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 yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah. yeah no, nineteen oh six is for the baby. Yeah, he's been running that game for a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was running that game before uh, before Chrome V was born. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to find the pictures, Patrick, of all three of your collections. Hold on, let me see if I could. I I think I sent it over. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Go ahead, I, Walt. I, I help. I help supply that that need. Ah, listen, I'm old. never going to complain about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I had this. I had one of something similar to this that was older, actually, that my dad yeah. had, and he took it apart at some point. I don't know when he took it apart. It was always apart, as far as I remember. And I and I showed mm-hmm. it to Patrick, and he goes, "I want it." Here I we call, go. I want it. And I was like, yeah. "Yeah." So this is the there's uh, a uh, there's a used car lot and gun sales um, place here uh, about an hour from us, car and it's and gun sales. yeah, yep. weird combination. It's a used car lot and <laughs> firearm sales, <laughs> and you can trade firearms for guns if you really wanted to. Um, for, uh, cars for guns and guns for cars. Oh, really? I mean, oh, that's just, interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a very he's an interesting guy too. What kind um, of cars? But, what kind of cars are we talking? Well, we're not talking about our used stuff. cars. Come on now. No, we're not talking about <laughs> high end stuff. This is a used car lot. Um, I'm talking like Amer- American. Oh, like okay, not American muscle cars and stuff like that. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm talking like uh, hoopty to drive to work in. Oh, okay. Um, cars, okay. But the cars. first time I went like a in gremlin, there, just... 1988 oh, yeah. gremlin. <laughs> Nothing that yeah. cool. Oh, okay. No, really, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. No, it's and uh, the first time I went in there, it was just a folding table full of old pump action like that 22, mm-hmm. and just a bunch of 
corky guns back then, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, interesting stuff around here for sure. It's cool to travel around America and like stop into different uh, gun stores and stuff like that, you know. Um, yeah, and pawn shops and stuff. Pawn shops, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, and, and and when you get an FFL. You can, uh, which is what I do from time to time, you know, you can stop in, you can actually transfer something directly to yourself. Even if you don't have it, you could, you could still buy it right. and, uh, and get it transferred depending on where you are and how things work there. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, that's always fun to do. Are there really any fines? Like, you know, I, I guess, how, how would I put it? Like, you know how in the car world, there's barn fines in the car barn, world. Barn fines. Yeah. yeah. Is that there really that left out there for guns, well, or because so of the that, internet, yeah. does everyone know? That yeah. 1906 um, was a was a great deal. I I paid 300 bucks for that 1906 Winchester, and I thought mm-hmm. that was a fantastic deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they yep. fetch five or six hundred on the internet. Mm-hmm. So I, I was a lot happy of with that. houses around mm-hmm. here that have like estate yeah. sales and stuff that there'll be firearms at, and you can get really good deals on stuff. But I mean, you have to be checking them on the regular and keep up yeah. to date. Yeah. And they're like here every Sunday. There is in my hometown. There's um, live auctions, but mm-hmm. it's held at a buddy of mine's gun shop. Actually, mm-hmm. so. He rents out a big portion of the warehouse for the auction house to come and do that stuff. And, like, works out good for him because if he's got overstock he wants to get rid of, throw it on the yeah. auction, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah or, like, yeah. weird stuff that, that got traded in that's not selling. Mm-hmm. The the thing that I found is you have to make friends uh, with yeah. folks at the, the gun shop. So they'll mm-hmm. text you and be like, yeah. hey, this just walked in the door. Yeah. I got lucky. Yep. That 1906 Winchester – they told me walked in the door 20 minutes before I purchased it. It hadn't even gone out or anything. They the guy came in and put it on consignment and said 350 is what I'm asking. I'll take 300. And there was a couple things wrong with it, so I got it for the 300. But mm-hmm. yeah, knowing guys at gun shops is a great thing because they'll text you and be like, "Hey man, I heard, I know you like this sort of gun. It just walked in the door. Mm-hmm. You want it?" It's like, mm-hmm. "Fuck yeah, put that aside. I'll be there in 15 minutes." <laughs> yeah, I've gotten some weird stuff like that. What were you gonna say, Walt? No. The, the, the subject of a gremlin came up, and I'll, I'll mm-hmm. tell you quickly about a gremlin. Back uh, early 80s, we were buying cars and selling parts and strip and scrapping cars, and my dad bought a Gremlin X, and a Gremlin mm-hmm. X had a 304 V8 with a four-speed transmission. It was like the Gremlin GT, hmm. and we ended up we ended before I realized what I should have done. We started parting it out, and then, uh. it, was, then it was gone. But that and that was a running car. This is back when you could give somebody fifty hundred dollars and buy a running car. They mm-hmm. weren't pretty, but they ran. You know. Was and, it like um, this red one right here? What color was it? It was. Or I like think this? It was a green. I think it was a green color that I got. Like this? No. It was a. Fe- oh, it was more like that dark green that was on that other. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that yeah. darker green, I think. But oh, yeah, right mm-hmm. you, you say gremlin, ooh, gremlin, but that would have been a. That was. That's a collector car now. No, it's cool. Yeah. I mean, I just remember, like, uh, I just remember, so I went to uh, high school. I graduated high school in 1988. So I remember in 19, by the time 1988 rolled around, it was like a, you know, it was kind of like a hoopty. And at that time as a kid, I looked at it one way, but now I look at it like, man, that was cool. You know, that was, that was a cool thing. So, um, no, I I wouldn't knock the gremlin. A lot of the cars that we scrapped back then, you know, these big four-door cars, people are buying that stuff now and 
paying top dollar for big some money. Stuff, big, I'm like, big, big dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, and these are a lot of these cars ran. I mean, you could you My, drive down through somebody's street and you see a car on the side of the house and grass going around it. You knock on the door and say, you want to sell that car? I'll give you a hundred bucks sure. for it or 70 yeah. bucks. But like you oh, said yeah, earlier, yeah, yeah. it was, it's not complicated to get those cars to run. It's not like it had five no. computers. <laughs> No, 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 that's it. No. You can, most, I'll wait most till you time get back. Is, well, no, we got five seconds. You could get a kit of wrenches and a screwdriver and fix that entire car. Yeah. The Who Moved My Freedom podcast is made possible by our partners at 2A Commerce. Veteran owned and with over 20 years experience, 2A Commerce is the leader in custom e-commerce and web application development in the shooting sports industry. Clients include major brands such as Guard Dog Body Armor, Sylvan Arms, AccuFire Technologies, The Tactical Games, Warrior Knife Company, and yours truly, Hank Strange. Visit 2A Commerce and support this show by supporting them. Once again, visit the number 2acommerce.com. Yeah, I was trying to avoid us getting back into cars because I know that's going to get passionate. <laughs> <Good> luck. <laughs> uh, I know that's going to get passionate. What's uh? Let's let's ask this to the Reap Weaponry guys here. What's like a cool? You know, obviously you guys do the bullpup thing, right? What um? What's cool guns to you? What do you guys collect? What's something cool you found lately? Um. I really like old like Marlins, um, lever guns, anything of that nature. I'm really into, um, and anything that's a uh, good suppressor holes, pretty much. Like I really like 300 blackout, um, obviously 22, um, and anything of that nature. Um, anything that's fun to shoot really, or practical, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, I, I got a really big soft spot for old lever guns, whether it be, uh marlin or any other brands but okay is it easy to find uh, what's patrick showing oh here we go boom if, <laughs> if you don't have a copy of this i don't you need to go pick this up uh it was it kind of expensive it was like 60 bucks or 70 bucks but this will show you where did you get this freaking every every freaking variant ever made all the variants all the pieces that go to it everything yep. it is the coolest reference book for Marlins. It's awesome. Yeah. Before, uh, before like Snapchat and Facebook and stuff used to, or started flagging everything. Um, any I had a bunch of buddies that just would like post their Marlins on Snapchat. Like, Hey, anybody want this 200 bucks? Got, got, a realized that I've been buying them all. So they just start messaging me and be like, Hey, I got a Marlin. I'm like, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> Oh, okay, so you got a nice collection then. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. a lot of them were kind of, they were handed down to these kids, and then they abused them. Like, I had one that the guy, Krylon, clear-coated over the thing because it started showing <laughs> age, and then you got to strip the whole thing down, nothing, and do it correct. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've hunted with uh, 3030 as long as I can remember. I just replaced it. I shouldn't say replaced, but I switched over to... Uh, suppressed 300 blackout this year but um just because it's lighter more compact quiet doesn't beat the crap out of your shoulder nearly as much as an old marlin but right. yeah you and, and patrick will have something in common in in that realm then he uh you know he likes to f to find a gun out there that's not you know 100 percent and uh 
and put it back together. Yeah, it gets it gets a nice rust blue. We uh, that the picture that Hank showed yep. earlier. Uh, everything on that table is going to get rust blued in the next month or two. Uh, and they're not even mine. Not, not everything on that table is mine. One of them is Walter's. Uh, but th those are going to be real pretty when I'm done with them. And then yeah. this book, I've Patrick. Never, I've I was never gonna... tried any of that bluing. Oh, Lord have mercy. Yeah, I just bought that. I didn't pay that kind of money. I found it at a better price. Jeez. But Yeah, look at that. I just bought the reference <laughs> copy for all the Winchester pump guns. And holy cow, the, the people – that is the price people are asking for that book. And I didn't pay that. How, but... how, how many pages in that book? How many, is it thick like uh, it's, it's both volume oh, one and volume two. It's like 600 pages, I think. Oh, okay. And so it covers – the 1890, the 1906, the Model 61, and the Model 62. Yeah, for so anyone listening, like if you're listening on audio, it's the Winchester Slide Action Rifles uh, book, right? By Red. Yeah, Winchester Slide Swing. Action Rifles is what it's called. And yeah. I'm just going to put this out there. It, I mean, it, it'll get delivered this week, but for anybody listening, I have a half decent uh, collection of gunsmithing and collector books the reference materials if anybody's ever looking for something let me know because i have like i have the colt gunsmithing revolvers i have the marlin book i now have the winchester pump book so this is, i got some good stuff and don't pay 500 bucks for a book I, I can take pictures if anybody wants it yeah and if you have that book out there that you don't need or you know someone that has holy that book, cow put it yeah. on ebay jesus <laughs> yeah um, you, you might want to digitize it and sell a pdf so, one, of, go ahead, uh, one, of, one of Cujo 74's comments in the chat. Mm -hmm. I grew up in New York City. And I, I thought all of Georgia was like the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I thought that too. <laughs> you really? You thought that? Yeah, I grew, yeah. Up, I grew up in New York. I thought all the chicks were walking around in Daisy Dukes and driving, uh, <laughs> you know, big old muscle cars. <laughs> it is kind of true. <laughs> no. It's kind of sort of true. <laughs> um. Yeah, I loved I loved the Dukes of Hazard, man. I thought that was one of my favorite shows when I was growing up. That, uh, what was the other one? The A Team, you know. A Team. Yeah, yeah I love that. And Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was real hot. You know. Yeah. 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 You gotta throw some Wonder Woman into that. Okay, Colton. What What, what about you? What uh, what kind of stuff are you into? What have you found lately? <clears throat> yeah. So I. Over the years, I've gotten really into uh, kind of some nicer hunting rifles. I do a lot with Seikos and Husqvarnas and kind of hunting them down and searching them down, kind of fix them up, get them back to kind of what they were and try and keep them period correct and get into some of the older optics, uh, the old Redfield Low Pros with the oval lens, get really into some of that stuff and still what I hunt with to this day. So sticking a lot with that kind of stuff on the background kind of collectibles, so. Okay, cool. Um, and what kind of hunting are you doing? Is it mostly related to like the farm and stuff like that? And what would be like pests around there, or how how does that? Uh, well, I, a lot of uh, do a lot of whitetail and mule deer uh, between okay. here and you know we've been in Nebraska, going to South Dakota this year, just doing some out of state, some out west hunting and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So, yeah, okay. mostly mostly whitetails, and then uh, the rest is all kind of the tactical space and doing AR-15s and that kind of shit to do coyotes, hogs, all of that, and Mm -hmm. Kind of play play two cards. I, I don't deer hunt with an AR. I, I prefer my nicer rifles and the bigger calibers and stuff for that and kind of the collectible stuff. Um, okay. Kind of keep it a little old school, You're... but the rest is all fun mm -hmm. time. I mm -hmm. have this thing. I don't know if you all have the same thing, but there's like uh, – because obviously tons of guys want to hunt with, you know, scoped optics and really nice rifles. Yeah. But there's something about 
an older wooden steel iron sight gun that it feels the nostalgia of it. Yeah, I, I I don't know if it's like leveling the playing field necessarily, but it feels more skillful to use iron sights yeah. to take your game. Uh, it's all about it. I want to be like Predator out there. Forget that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 no, I get it. I get it. It is like you you would probably be taking yourself back to how people had to do it kind of a thing, right? Mm -hmm. um, didn't uh, Chris take a deer out on your property, Walt, with a bow and arrow? Let me see if I could find Yeah, that. archery mm -hmm. season's going on down here, yeah. So yeah. he got a yeah. nose weekend. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah, was. He, he was out there. Fricky went out Friday night and all day Saturday and came back Saturday night. So mm -hmm. he's... Uh, in Florida, it's still a little bit warm outside, so he's no. complaining about how hot it was. So. Yeah, uh, around here we have uh, muzzleloader season and archery mm -hmm. season, and then if you go mm -hmm. up north a little more, you can get into rifle season. But mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, archery just opened yeah, up for us here too this last weekend. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah, yeah, it'll be archery muzzleloading, and then like second weekend November, it's uh gun season opens up all the way to like beginning of january so yeah, yeah. walter oh, i might i have no idea what i'm doing but i might have to get myself a, a tag <laughs> just to go out there <laughs> well with, with the hogs you don't have to worry about it you just yeah. go the thing, i can i can hit a bunch of hogs and nobody will care yeah you can shoot as many as you want so yeah it looks like there's a lot of hogs out there from the uh what was that night vision stuff or thermal yeah chris, chris bought a thermal site yeah okay mm-hmm uh, 42 Chilled says, old guys shoot a thousand yards with irons. <laughs> Very skilled yeah. old guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I could understand like 300 yards. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I'm not quite to the level of wanting to do <sighs> bow and arrow, but like you came over on the Mayflower or whatever, they would have had a musket and iron sight. So it feels it feels appropriate, yeah. you know. We've been hunting modern bows are a lot different, Forever. you know. I mean, it's yeah, not, oh, yeah, it's not yeah, yeah. thick with the string strung between two ends, yeah. you know. It's, I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, a long bow. They're, they're yeah. really impressive machines. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. So you don't have to get as much because I know with like a regular bow, man, that's some serious. Uh, that's well, a good they have workout. a relief once you get to the end, you mm -hmm. know, and then you yeah, can hold it back for hold. a long period of time. But yeah, you got to get there though. Yeah, you got to get there. That's for sure. I mean, you got to yeah. be able to pull it back, and then you get a rest. But mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no, that's cool. I think it is a good skill. It's one of those survival things, like Walter was talking about. You know, that's always going to work in the apocalypse, right? <laughs> oh, there we go. That will too. <laughs> Walter showing off the old axe. <laughs> do a little, do a little Rambo up in the tree and jump on it. <laughs> um, that's uh. So when you so with your hunting, Walter, that's is that how like when you go hunting, how well, how do you do it? You go guns, you go. What I used to do when we went Bowie we, knife. Would, well, that was catching hogs with dogs, and then once the mm -hmm. dog, the dogs are on the hog, you don't want to shoot your dog. So, your you, your buddy, like my friend Jack, would grab the hind legs of the hog and you go up with a knife and, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, um, you dispatch it. Yes. <laughs> So, I mean, yeah. but that's, 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 uh, I don't know if I can do that now because that involved a lot of uh, running through the woods like a crazy wild man chasing <laughs> <Yeah>. after, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was serious. I mean, you know, because the dogs are, when the dogs catch the hog, all hell breaks loose, you know, you, so you want to get there and so mm -hmm. the dogs don't get cut up and stuff like that. So you mm -hmm. gotta, 
Yeah. Throw you throw the throw the gun down on the ground and get the knife out. So it's not as easy yeah. as it looks. Remember we were looking at uh oh man, I forgot her name again. Remember we were looking at that uh YouTuber that she went out there oh, to God. do it? And she for real one chick that you love she, looking at? Oh no. She went up and uh I forgot her name. So yeah, I won't I won't get back into that whole thing, but <laughs> Uh, no, she was doing it for real. She was running around the swamps here in Florida after those hogs, and then she went up to it, and she was like, yeah, she was uh, juking up the, the hog pretty good. Uh, here's something I was going to ask Colton. You're, you're talking about, uh, or either one of you guys, you're talking about uh, coyotes and everything. Uh, do you guys put up stuff on Instagram with that? I need to go to your, uh, let me see if I can pull up your Instagram. Um, oh, there's some coyotes up in our place too, Patrick. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, Really? Yeah, we can bring, I, listen, whenever you want to come out, I'll bring the nods. We can all huddle around a campfire and wait for him to come out. <laughs> you can't sit around a campfire and wait for him to come out. Yeah, that, okay. <laughs> so check it out. Here's Reap Weaponries, by the way, for you guys. And I'll give these guys a chance to tell you here in a second how um, other ways to find it out. It's just spell out uh, Reap Weaponries, all one word. Right, guys? Yep. yep. On all yep. platforms. So there you go. Um, and, th and there's some real cool configurations of guns that you can see up there. I'll uh, have these guys show us some more stuff here in a second. Um, have you guys ever heard of, I think it's Amantine? I think I'm saying that properly. He he's like a, um, he's a, he's an Instagram guy. We had him on the show. Let me see if I could pull up his, uh, I think it's A. Amantine. Yes, this guy. This guy gets a lot of freaking um, coyotes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And he's always mm -hmm. posting up. Um, what is he like? Yeah, he's got a relatively big uh, following here. But he's always posting yeah. really good video of him taking out hogs and all that. Look, see right here? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I think he works yep. for farmers like yourself. But you're doing it. You're you're yep. doing your own stuff, right? Um, yep. Yeah. I mean, that's we don't. I mean, when we're going out, mm -hmm. we're going out to get rid of them. It's not mm -hmm. really. We don't mm -hmm. focus on recording or anything like that. We're just mm -hmm. going out to mm -hmm. uh, get rid of these pests and um, yeah, kind of keep Call them from wrecking stuff. Bit. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, and we we do hope to build a you know. Looking to do us a little more with that, and as far as marketing is concerned, and kind of show yeah. the use case of the situation mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the system for that. Um, it was our first year kind of doing shot show last year, and I we were so busy getting stuff ready and trying to figure out what we were getting ourselves into that I we never had much of a chance to get out too much towards <laughs> the tail end of last year. So mm -hmm. kind of fell off the horse last year as far as going out too much, and we were just I mean we were working every night because we all have. Mm -hmm. our day job still and you know this is all a, a dreamer pushing and we pursue all night and go all night whatever it takes to get it all done and keep it on track so mm -hmm. we just ran out of time to go out too much and film much last year so we're hoping this year to it's kind of coming up on us quick here and hoping to be able to get out and do some more of it this year and show a case a little bit more of that and how we go out and how we do it up here yeah because it is that's... a different game you know there's there's a big difference between doing hogs down there and coyotes up here in the middle of you know waist deep snow and trudging and cutting things off and calling yeah. and mm -hmm. it's a big different game there's definitely dog hunters that do coyotes around here too the same as hogs you know um mm -hmm. but yeah just a couple different little things here and there it's kind of fun to see the difference yeah yeah i think it's good to look at i i enjoy looking at those videos sometimes you know it, it's cool just to see that um let's show some let's show some of the guns again here just so i've got uh what do you guys have sitting right there with you let's show off some stuff 
Um, and then while we're doing that, for anyone who's looking, just tell the folks out there how they can uh, find out more info from you guys on this stuff. So here is a uh, jackal mm -hmm. on this eye, and uh, that's it's a 13.7. Yeah, it's a SBR setup with a 13 and a half inch uh, jackal that we have set up with our sickle stock system. So just a nice, short, little, simple butt plate. Um, makes for really simple. A lot of guys like like doing the. Obviously, the point of a bullpup usually is uh, more barrel, less stock, and some guys just like going nice and short, something different, something wild. The idea was to make it as modular as possible um, and coming out with the size so people can really build whatever your heart desires, do something different, do something out of, out of whack that you don't usually see um, was kind of the, the, the reason we did it. Mm -hmm. um, so this is just kind of an interesting short little system that people really like to see, and obviously the jackal is its own animal, and it's, it's, yeah. a, it's an interesting system. It's fun. Um, and we've got more with, you know, there's, there's a lot of different bufferless uppers out there and options to create and kind of go wild. Um, yeah. Do you, what, what yeah. other guns you got back there? Let's see. Um, oh, I've got that thermal set up here. Yeah. Just that one. That again, it's just, uh, um, Oh yeah. Good, good, different kind of, uh, the opposite end of the spectrum as far as what you could do. You know, if you wanted mm -hmm. to have more options as far as calibers, barrel lengths, different ways to do it. You can stay in a buffered list system or in a buffered system um, and just put a shortened buffer system in but still be able to run all the different cartridges that a multi-cal AR lower is able to handle. Um, we've got a couple guys doing it in 350 Legend, 458 SOCOM, 50 Beowulf. Um, mm -hmm. Kind of pushing it to its limits and seeing different combinations, different things. It's kind of fun just to play and make something different that you don't usually see and everybody kind of wants to one-up each other at the range. So... Yeah. We get a lot of those different interesting builds. What's your thermal um, set up there? Uh, this is a Pulsar XP50. Um, uh, Trail 2 is what it was. So okay. that was uh, one I bought here a couple years ago and still still does the job. It's been a great scope for me and does the job. And then I've got a helmet system that I run a uh, IRA MH25 as well in combo. Okay. All right. Cool. Walt, you want to show off yours here as well? Let's show what you're working on. Um, there you go. There you go. Still got to do something back here. I'm just like, yeah. What are you thinking? Uh, back, what are you thinking back there? Or like for Ben and, and Colton, what are you guys, you know, with folks uh, doing a, a shorter build like this, you know, what do you often see? Yeah, so what we have a lot of people doing is uh, throwing like a KNS. Uh, precision adapter, Picatinny adapter on the back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is a, it's a really low profile. There, there's a lot of Picatinny adapters on the market, but KNS is probably the shortest that we've come across. Um, they mm -hmm. do a good job keeping it nice and tight. Um, and then we came out with the sickle stock, which is essentially just a slip on aluminum butt plate um, that we kind of made a nice aggressive texture that keeps it as short as you possibly can for the guys that want the availability to just make it as sleek and slim line as possible. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Speaking it's, of it's one option we sell. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah, there you, there go. you go. Yep. Same thing. Mm -hmm. That's for a different uh, build. That's for the uh, mm -hmm. BRN9. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think in this situation it would be nice to have something that has a little bit of rubber on it. I think that's uh, like the feedback, right, Patrick? Uh, at least mm -hmm. yeah. Um, from our point of view, you know, put a little bit of padding. A little something, something back there. Go, Walt. No, no. Um, yeah, I, I might come up with something on my own back here. I don't know. I got to think about mm -hmm. it a little bit. Mm -hmm. But um, we'll do something like that. Maybe, yeah. Uh, keeping it tight. Yeah. yeah. This one. Doesn't. That was kind of the idea of 
leaving it open to the end consumer to be able to pick, you know, what length of pull are you looking for? Because obviously in, you know, say look at the AUG, you know, it's, it's one size and that's, that's what you get. And what we wanted to do is leave that open so that you can put in what you needed for your height and what length you needed to be comfortable with the system and what you were looking for in an end package as far as how short do you want it? How long do you want it? What restrictions are you trying to make? Um, we kind of try to leave it as modular as possible and not take anything off the table that's already offered with AR-15s. Yeah, I think that's the cool thing about the Psy here, that you're going to spawn uh, some some invention as well, right, of people coming up with mm -hmm. their own ways to do things because you're kind of like making the bridge now that that people can yep. easily go out there and uh, come up with stuff. So it'll be... Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Is there any there? So there, I think we were talking about this earlier. Is there any polymer lower that works with this that anyone's seen yet, or just pretty Not much? Not that we're aware no. of yet. Okay. Okay. All right. That's that's good to know. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a break here coming up, and then we're gonna come back. We're gonna get these guys to tell you all how to get in touch with them, as well as we wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of manufacturers like Safety Harbor Firearms. SHF is a quintessential family-owned small business, totally representative of the American dream. Safety Harbor Firearms is a Florida-based manufacturer of the compact entry stock and the SHTF 50 upper for an AR-15 lower. Also, SHF happily delivers on your Sten gun parts needs. So don't forget to check out stenparts.com and safetyharborfirearms.com. All right, I cut myself off, but basically what we're gonna do is we're gonna get Ben and Colton to tell you guys how you can find out more info, get in touch with them, all that kind of stuff. Go for it, guys. Yeah, our all our socials are um, just Reap Weaponries, um, all one word, on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, YouTube, um, and then website is just ReapWeaponries.com. Okay. And if you have any questions, you can reach out to us at uh, ReapWeaponries at gmail.com. We're on, on the email every day, making sure we get back to people as much as we can, as fast as we can. Um, company lines there if you have any questions you can get a phone call over to us and we'll answer anything you got questions on as far as compatibility or you know kind of what you're thinking if it would work or if it wouldn't and be a lot of people just kind of curious on things and just want a few questions we'll answer so yeah absolutely i think the point for us here first of all i know i like uh bullpups myself and anything in the bullpup range but I think overall, people like to see new folks coming out with things. And it's nice to like actually interface with those folks and get to know them a little bit. So I hope that's what everyone's gotten out of this. Uh, there are some really good videos out there already on this. And then we all are going to get together and shoot it and do the video. You know how we usually do it. Like everyone, you know, we don't make plans. We shoot the stuff and say whatever, whatever we want to and put that out. So And then we let you guys know what we what we think about it so that's uh that's coming up i also want to give patrick and walter a chance to tell everyone what they're up to i know patrick has got a bunch of videos uh, especially on his new obsession with pump action uh 22s which i actually i oh not yet okay and i actually have one from henry rifle that we need to do patrick was asking me about it and it was right here so <laughs> go ahead though patrick you go you go just tell youtube.com slash babyface p instagram baby underscore face p we are um this week i might actually do a video on a takedown a full disassembly of the winchester pump gun um i still need to go out 
this weekend and shoot the uh, Remington Model 11 and make sure that it runs. So hopefully that'll be next week. Okay. Runs better? Yeah. Runs better. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and uh, Walter is also here. Walter is working on a few projects, including the uh, Reap Weapon Race project that we're doing with the Psy. Yeah, I got to finish so. that off. Um, got that BRN9 thing I got to finish off. Uh, mm -hmm. Plus, I'm building more upper shops. So, um, uh, God, I can't even talk. SHTF 50 uppers, 50 cals. Um, plus, uh, stocks are coming along, MP5, MP5K, uh, all that stuff. That stuff's spinning off the machine. So, um, and there's stun parts, you know, for all your stun parts needs. Um, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I see a lot of questions on social media from um, for, for Safety Harbor Firearms, like on those 50s, people are looking for them. Go ahead, Walter. Can I say something about that? Yes. If you yes. guys are going to ask questions on Facebook, you're better off just to call. Yeah. Because um, I don't get to that all the time on Facebook. And um, my wife doesn't like to do business on Facebook because it's not really a good place to do business. Um, but, yeah, to call us would be a better – you can email us, uh, safetyhourfirearms.com. Um, that will work. Or, and um, if you have questions, that's a good way to get a hold of us. Or the old-fashioned mm -hmm. telephone, yeah. Um, yeah. In the modern age, people like to just reach out on social media. And there's nothing I, I, wrong with that. But if you want an uh, actual timely response, you might want to call. I, I do, I do that email. too. But you know what? Sometimes yeah. it's happened before. I don't know if you guys at Reap have had this happen. People do this like page long email, you know, asking all these questions. And I go, yes, no, yeah. no. <laughs> and they get, they, yeah. they get all upset. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, you know, come on. They want you to write yeah. a treatise. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. need to read a. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, no, yeah. that's right. No, we don't do that. Sorry. And I was mm -hmm. like, okay. Yeah. Anyway, it's. Yeah. It's tough because especially, you know, when you're a smaller uh, company here, you don't have a, a ton of people working for you. So it's tough to get stuff manufactured, deal with the business that has to get dealt with at hand as well as doing everything else. So my Taking advice. the garbage. Yeah, yeah. Fixed yeah. in the leaking faucet, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. Right. Absolutely. My advice is always reach out to these guys if you can. That's why I was asking. You know, everyone to let folks know how you can do that. Um, did, did you yep. did you guys from uh, Reap want to say anything before we wrap up? Yeah, thanks for having us on. We appreciate you guys having us, you know, come on the podcast and test our stuff out and kind of give us a chance to get a little bit of uh, spotlight just to show what we're doing and what we've been up to. So we, we genuinely appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks a lot. And, we, you know, I appreciate you guys sending something out. And uh, we like what we see so far. So I do appreciate you guys coming on. If we could help you in some way, let us know. You guys have something cool coming out. Let us know as well. We'll get you back on the show um, or, you know, just help promote it in any way that we can. I know I know it's tough uh, to build up here when you're doing this. So any way that yeah, we can you help. Can, you can have the coolest stuff in the world, but if nobody knows you have that cool stuff. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and and it's not that easy to get everybody to look at your stuff. I mean, I've been doing uppers since uh, 2003, and I used to advertise yeah. and shot well, firearms news, shotgun news, all that stuff. And I still run into people. Man, I just found your stuff. How long have you been doing this? Oh, like 20 years. <laughs> right. Oh, really? <laughs> There's a lot of stuff out there. Okay, so we usually wrap up the show with some words of wisdom. I don't know if anyone wants to step up and volunteer some words of wisdom. Uh, okay, lots of silence. No one's immediately. Uh, 
Oh wow! This is no one wants. No one's got some words of wisdom here, huh? When's the last time you've given us words of wisdom? Okay, I'll give you guys some words of wisdom. When you're out there in public and you're feeling a little frisky, ah, and yeah. you, you know you feel like uh, you know squeezing up some jewels or getting the boobies, you know, felt up a little bit or whatever. Think twice. You're out in public. Some things are meant for privacy. Right, privacy. you know, yeah. yeah. Some things are meant for privacy; they're not meant for everyone else. Think about other people when you're out in the world, right? Because you know that's that's what makes us human. We got to think about other folks and whether or not we're making them uncomfortable or blowing, uh, you know, our vape smoke in their face or whatever it is. You know, that is the thing. I would just say, think about your fellow man. That goes a long way, uh, in my opinion. So there you go. That's my words of wisdom. You got something to add now? Go ahead. Remember, comes around, goes around. You still, you don't like it when somebody. You don't want to be treated like you want to be treated, right? And you want to treat other people the same way. You know, don't. don't I, I think that means that I'm going to be squeezing boobies because yeah, I exactly. Want to be treated That's the same way. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you just you just counteracted everything that I just I'll said. I'm squeezing all the boobies because that's how I want to be treated. Yeah, everybody wants their boobies squeezed. Why not? <laughs> all right. Listen. Big thanks to uh, Ben and Colton from Weep yeah, Web yeah. Weaponries as well as Walter from Safety Arbor Firearms and Babyface P. Uh, you guys stay right there. We're out of here. We'll see you guys next week.